Welcome to episode 77 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Shocktober begins with volume one of everything we've been watching from October 1st to October 6th. Please join us. <laughs> Foggy Hill Rock stood a crazy little demon blowing his top. Fire in his eyes and smoke from his head. You gotta be real cool to hear the words he said. He did Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. We have a very special Shocktoberfest episode I mean, coming you, at you. You gotta do better than that, Manny. Welcome to Movie City Maniacs. <laughs> wow, you can hear the reverb in the room now. Welcome, everyone, to uh, our first episode of our Shocktober series. I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. And uh, joining us once again, he's not that special, but we're Our glad to have him here. Very spooky guest, Adam <laughs> Bentley. I'm just waiting one day I get to do. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Adam. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, you should be doing that at this point. But uh, yes, everyone, if you listened to our last episode, we did a little shock tease, a little preview of our Shocktober series, where we recommended some movies that you should watch this month. Now we're jumping deep into the... Ethos of horror movies? The bowels. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about everything we've watched from the first to the sixth. This is kind of an annual tradition we've been doing for years now, going back to our previous podcast. And pretty much what it is is... You know, every month you watch, we watch horror all year round, let's be honest, but this month it's nothing but horror. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I do not watch. It's been six days and you're already burnt out. So there's, if, there's, if there's something on TV that's not horror, I, I leave the room. Oh, yeah. It has to be it, horror or Halloween related. Yeah. It's for always me. tough for me, too, because the Hamilton Film Festival. Oh, happens this month, and I yeah. always want to see a bunch of these things, and I end up going to like two or three, and I'm going, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. Yeah. It's just if I were you, you should check them all out. I heard there's a lot of good things. <laughs> Actually, uh, me and Adam went out for beers on Monday, so I got to give you back your credit card when you get a chance. I forgot about that. Thanks for the drinks, buddy. Yeah, that was, that was a nice night. Hey, if you guys are drinking while I'm watching movies, and I'm building up my numbers, that's all I care about. Um, if you listened to last year, I I'm not gonna toot my horn too much, but I usually win these things. Um, and yeah, last I was say, like, how can you toot your own horn? You lost last year. But last year I was dethroned by Adam. Uh, was that your first year? Like, really? No, you, you've done it twice, second year where you actually... Re- where I really played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably for four years have tried, but like my trying used to be like 20, yeah, 25. Yeah. And, uh, That's not going to cut it. No. So yeah, last year Adam won with eighty one point five points, which is insane. That's, that's insanity, right? I came in second place. I only lost by a little bit, seventy nine point two five points. Fuck, this that's is crazy, insane, right? And then Maddie, a bit of a drop, was sixty one point five. That usually would win. Yeah, yeah. And then that's... and then um, Dan, who joins us sometimes, I don't think he's going to make it this year due to COVID. Um, but he had forty three. He started strong. What I noticed uh, from the last season is that I usually start strong. 
falter in the middle and then end strong. Mm-hmm. Maddie starts strong and then kind of slowly falls apart. And Adam was kind of consistent throughout. Like you didn't. Well, the lucky son of a bitch got crazy sick. Last yeah, time. yeah, it was <laughs> crazy sick. Although this is a year where you yeah, probably yeah. don't want to get sick. No, no, I'm gonna try not to get sick. But yeah. also, COVID is making it so I don't have to do as much. That's true. I've oh, noticed no. that too. Like I'm not going out as much. I don't know because like a COVID or because I have a daughter now. It's like, well, I'm just gonna stay home and watch a movie tonight. We'll, we'll see. You guys mm-hmm. already got me frightened. I came in here yeah. thinking I was gonna come in with a big lead. But I guess we didn't uh, talk about yeah. those points. If you're wondering how we get those points, what it is is it's one point per movie doesn't matter the length although we did talk about if you're watching maybe like a mini series like mm-hmm. you know a three four hour mini series we might uh be generous with that one figure out a way of yeah if that comes up we'll figure out a way to what those points would be worth uh an hour 40 minute two hour episode of tv because we do count tv here is worth uh half, half a point. point and then you know a 20 to 30 minute episode is worth a quarter of a point and then again we can break it down if we get into like 10 minute shorts or yeah. 10 minute episodes some episodes it's like they're broken up into two and only one of those is halloween so in those cases you know we'll combine the two to get one or we'll figure that out mm-hmm. but um that is where all those points so you had to have watched either 80 movies or like 60 movies and a whole shitload of tv yeah i don't even know it's still that's crazy that is more than two movies a day yeah. like that's that's Crazy. It's almost averaging three. Yeah. I didn't think it was that high. I thought I yeah. won with 60 some. This is no. actually like Because I was like, a bit, I was kind of upset with myself, like 61.5. Like, that's like, wait a second. That's almost two movies a day. <laughs> that is like a good number. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Here we are. Um, rules. We don't really have too many rules. I mean, as long as it's, again, it has to be either horror related or Halloween related. So, yes, mm. you could technically watch Barney if you want. If it's a Halloween special, we'll give you the point. Um, we'll try not to talk about some of those kid ones so much, but I mean, I definitely will sneak in a couple of those when I watch with my kids and some of them end up being a nice surprise, but, um, and then same thing, horror. I mean, again, we can, I guess we can argue if someone has some crazy pick that they think is horror, we could Mm -hmm. get into it. I mean, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty slack with that. Like, I think it really has to be something where it's like, there's no way that's horror. Like if you're watching Braveheart and saying, oh, well, war is horror or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah, or platoon. No, that doesn't count. But you know, if you're watching something that's like a psychological or thriller, um, there's been a couple. I know I watched Spiral Staircase, which I think is kind of considered a thriller noir. But I mean, to me, it was a killer in a gothic house, so that to me would count. Um, I know when we had our recommendations, you had a couple picks that you know could be argued take shelter and stuff. And again, we we could we can get into it. I think as long as you I think as long as you put up a good reason why you think it's horror, then we'll count it. Um but and if you watch something and you're like, yeah, that I probably shouldn't count that, then just don't count it. I mean there's been a couple things where it's, you know, you think and then you're like, ah, I'm not gonna I count this. You have questions. So there are some sitcoms that like start off with the Halloween party that just devolve into something that's not I think we've counted those in the past as the yeah. Halloween yeah. episodes. Yeah, I, I would count it. I mean, hopefully you don't have too many of those because it's yeah. not fun to talk about an episode that has... Like, I know Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. is one where, like, their Halloween episode, I think it's, like, the first three-minute opening, and mm. then it never is Halloween the rest of the yeah. episodes. Like, I mean, yes, I guess you could count that, but hopefully... And sometimes you watch, like, oh, I've never seen yeah. this show's yeah. Halloween episode, and you get into it and you go, this oh, isn't very, yeah. very Halloween, but... Yeah. Which is why you should just stick with Roseanne and Home Improvement yeah. Halloweens. Because that was my mistake this week, is I didn't watch any Roseanne or Home Improvements. That's, I'm saving those for yeah, the. Uh, that was definitely October. my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, you guys will you'll be happy to see what I watched out. I might watch a couple of your recommendations. But anyways, I, I don't know. Is there anything you guys yeah, want had to a talk good about? Week. Or? No, yeah. let's do it. Let's get into it. So you you've had a good week of films. I find like this week I, I watched a lot of stuff and there's some good stuff in there, but I haven't hit any bangers that's like wow, like that Gems. one blew me away have you guys had any i mean i'm sure we'll get to them but yeah there's a couple, couple? one for sure like one other that i'd seen before but yeah actually two two new additions to my horror canon that okay really yeah solid movies yeah cause i've had a lot of solid tv shows i'm finding like i'm kind of like tving everyone to death in this season so we'll see how this plays out for us i, I guess it, it kind of makes sense though because if, if anyone doesn't know i mean adam I mean, he's, again, he watched 80 fucking movies last yeah. year. He's catching up. But like a couple of years ago, he was kind of almost the the horror rookie, the newbie. And, and you know, he's really upped his game. But I mean, there, there's still a lot of like classics that he hasn't watched. So he's mm-hmm. he's going to find probably a lot more gems. Whereas I don't know about you, Maddie, but I'm at the point where I'm digging into like the vinegar syndrome. Like yeah. I'm past the A and the B grade. You're I'm, watching I'm, the Slayer. I'm just looking at the like C that. and the D grade shit trying to find some gems. But again, it, it's still fun. And I, I do revisit, you know, a lot of my favorites. So yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about or should we let's jump get, into let's it? Let's get into it. Let's go whole hog, baby. Okay. Who wants to start off with uh, October 1st? And I think October 1st, we we made we decided that you were allowed to start around 11 p.m., 11.30, your first movie. As long as, as, long as it ended. Hour. Yeah, as long as at half least... Half hour after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming we all started a midnight yeah. movie. Uh, Maddie, what did you start off with? Uh, from 2004, I saw this uh, almost like this crazy, goofy comedy about a bed and breakfast gone evil. It's called Dead and Breakfast. Have you guys heard of this? No. Yeah, it's fun. It is a ton of fun. It's almost like um, they're trying to make a cult movie, but they don't know what they're doing with it. But it's still entertaining as hell. And it's star studded. Like it has like Deidre's Bader. It had it. Uh, who's Chaekwon Kane? Uh, David Carradine's in it. Uh, a lot of the uh, other cats. I wrote his name down. But anyways, the I guy from May's in it, isn't he? Or Pardon? the guy from May? Or am I mistaken that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually, that's the guy I was thinking of, May. And uh, what was that? The Suicide Kings. That guy. Yeah, just a crazy slapstick, goofy comedy that takes place behind the backdrop of a rockabilly band kind of playing what's going on as it's playing down. And there's like these great dance numbers throughout it. So if you haven't checked it out, it yeah, might it's be almost like a, like a musical movie. in yeah. a sense. Interesting. And the gore is awesome. Like, Dead and Breakfast. Yeah. Jeremy Sisto was the guy's name. Jeremy Sisto. Jeremy Sisto. I, I got some Jeremy Sisto in my system this this month as well already. Wow, wow, well, wow, well, wow. Yeah, so out of that one, I'm going to give it a 6.5 pumpkins. It's definitely one of the movies that you want to have some friends over and drink some beers and like, hey, all right. Which we can't breakfast. do this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's the unfortunate thing. There's a lot of movies I'm like, ah, this would be fun to watch with people, but it's kind of hard to do right yeah. now with, with COVID and having a streaming party is just not the same. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, cool. Yeah, I remember enjoying that one. I haven't seen it in a while. Mm. Every I, I always pull it out every year to revisit, it, and then something else comes up. But maybe maybe I'll get to it again. Um, so I, uh, I started off the Shocktober with um, what I think is going to be the, a main series that we're going to watch, my wife and I, Grimm, season one, oh, episode sure. one. This is a show that I really, really enjoyed previously. That made your Halloween uh, recommendation list, didn't it? Yeah, I really, really... Uh, and instantly, I like this. Uh, I, I like this show for this month. I was thinking it would be a, a, a good fit. Everything is always like super atmospheric. All the openings of the show usually have some sort of you know 
murderer chasing something down or some creature that's out in the woods or, Mm -hmm. and that's how this starts. It's like a big bad wolf uh, kind of uh, scenario. I mean, never seen grim. It's basically that the fairy tales are real and all the monsters are real and grims are the people that go and hunt these monsters. Mm -hmm. But, Actually, the monsters often are just people in society, but he's the only one that can see them. The concept sounds terrible. Terrible. But it, it works, does it? It does. It, they, yeah. There's a campiness to it. They mm. know what they're, they're doing. The effects, for the most part, for a television series are, are quite well done. Um, and yeah, Port, it's all in Portland, and the setting awesome. of every, like moss everywhere, it's always seemingly like fall almost. Yeah. I really enjoy it. The first episode starts off great. It sets up the show, gets a lot of the lore going about how he knows he's now a Grimm. He meets one of these kind of monsters that becomes his friend to track down another monster who's abducting this young, all these young girls. Um, so I'm going to give it 7.5 pumpkins. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, it's, wow. A, it's a strong... Uh, where can you... Sh- is this a streaming or do you have it on DVD? I have it on uh, the complete series, yeah. Fair enough. On DVD? Or- on DVD. I don't know if it came out on blue hmm. it may have but i don't know let's see if you guys can figure out what the movie i opened uh okay. halloween with almost midnight five minutes to oh, you watch the fog, eh? for one more story oh, very awesome. cool um yeah I, I thought it'd be perfect to watch this because it literally opens yeah. with the old man telling the tale How right before that campfire midnight. Tale, eh? oh it's so good and, and then all kind of hell breaks loose in uh in the town i'm a huge John Carpenter fan, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, I go back and forth between what my favorite Carpenter film is. Whether it's always it's this. the Ward or this. It's, well, it's usually the Ward or Ghost or Mars, but lately this one's kind of been sneaking in. No, it's usually between this and Halloween. And uh, lately, I don't know. I've been leaning more towards this one. It's just been hitting all the notes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it possibly. So the has, thing isn't in the running. It, the thing might be number three. Uh, no, oh, yeah? I. I might even put Big Trouble in Little China above. Oh, I, I really enjoy the thing too. Again, like all his movies are like not, you know nine out of ten for me. <laughs> but yeah, I think this also may have my favorite horror movie score of all time. I'd have to think mm. about it, but maybe my favorite it's, horror movie. It's incredible. But it's just this is a movie that if you just want to watch a movie with like atmosphere, like there is fog obviously yeah. in every in every frame, <laughs> but there's like you know the old pirate ships in the sea and just even the ghost in this look amazing right the glowing fog yeah the ghost pirates um i I love the characters i mean adrian barbeau with her sexy radio voice which you know she's got nothing on mine but you know she's a good second place for a a sexy uh (laughs) sexy radio voice but uh no she's incredible in this i I love her um tom atkins Atkins, of course i love that like he (laughs) He picks up a young, like Jamie the Curse, I'm assuming is supposed to be pretty young. Yeah. And then like he picks her up, they get in the car, whatever happens in the car, the wind, there's all the glass breaks in it. And then like the next scene, they're waking up in bed together. <laughs> and he's like, can I ask you a question? She's like, sure. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. This, this movie, it's just got great characters, great dialogue, great atmosphere and a great score and obviously a great direction. I mean, it's kind of got everything going for it. Hal Hallbrook. Uh, is in there Janet Lee, like even all the the side characters. I, I can't remember her name. That's embarrassing that the girl from Halloween though is in this, and she's great too. That works with uh, Janet Lee. Um, 
Yeah, it's just uh, great. I love the ending, too, where she gives like the speech and the score over mm. it. It's almost a perfect horror film for me. I, I'm yeah, trying to think wrong. of what faults I ha- have with it. I mean, I guess some could argue. I kind of wonder like, if you lost the, the violent kills, the gory kills, if the movie would have been better. Because I guess he originally shot it more of a, as a ghost tale. And then people are like, no, like people want to see more Halloween. Yeah. So he had to go and like do reshoots. But I don't know. I think kind of it all works. that blends together. And yeah. it, 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 it works for me. So... Oh, and what what is a stomach pounder and a coke? I have no idea. Do you remember when the kid asked, like, "Mom, can I have a stomach uh, stomach pounder and a coke?" I assume maybe it's like a is it a burger? Fizz rocks, maybe? Yeah, I don't don't know. Anyways, and she (laughs) says after lunch, so. <laughs> so hoping you guys might know. I meant to look that up, but anyways, I'm gonna give this one nine pumpkins. Holy moly! Out of ten, I like. there's almost like that's that's as high as you go, basically. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know if I've ever went nine point five. Yeah, I might go nine point five for some movies, but I, I think there's a little little things that hold this one back from a nine point five. But again, like yeah, for for horror for me, this is one of the best. Um, yeah. All right. Speaking of John Carpenter, I uh, end up watching. Uh, it's a later day John Carpenter from a 1998 Vampires. Vampires, nice. <laughs> Starring who's that guy? Uh, Wood. Um, James Wood. James Wood and uh, one of the Baldwins. That's not Alec. <laughs> is it? I had a Baldwin, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Or is it Daniel? Or is it Will? Uh, Billy? You keep on talking. I'll look it up. Yeah. Anyways, the movie is fantastic. I just couldn't get over James Woods being a badass. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like. There's something about him I just don't like. No, he's a terrible pe- person. You yeah. can kind of tell. So when he's acting like, when he's supposed to be a terrible person. He's supposed to be a terrible person in this. And it's just like him like hunting vampires. But yeah. like they are so uh, brutal to this one girl. Like it's just like, it took me out because there was no likable characters in this at all. Uh, so I disagree. I th- like I yeah. think James Woods is awesome in this. Like I think he totally pulls off the badass. Did, did you find any likable characters well, he's not, in uh, this? Yeah, I don't know if he's supposed to yeah. be likable. But like you, you said, I mean, now he's such a douchebag yeah. in real life that... Um, it's hard to. See I think he's always him, been, but, yeah. yeah, unlikable. He's always kind of been that unlikable, kind of little bit slimy character that you mm-hmm. kind of want to root for, but kind of don't care either. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I think he's great in this film, though. I even watched this one in. It's, it's been same with me. It's been a while. I was watching this like, oh, this sucks, and I kind of got into it, like, actually, this is kind of fun. I, no, I, like, think, it's, I think what it's a really great good. idea of like vampire hunters going around and actually like it's almost like a western that they're like killing yeah. vampires and whatnot. I, I think there's a lot of good, really like scary moments too. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of moments where like these guys are not going to make it out, yeah. which is rare. And you don't, you know, when you can find that in a horror film where you're actually really afraid for the characters. And I think that I remember that film doing a good job mm-hmm. in quite a few scenes where like you know they go in with their their cocks hanging out all all tough and badass with their weapons. And by the end, you're like, but, but these guys aren't going to make it. The first scene, they just seem like they were like such a amateurs doing this. Yeah. Honest with you. So like, I don't know. I'm still going to give it like, uh, we'll say six out of 10 pumpkins. I still had oh, a ton of fun low. with it. But like, I th- I don't know what I was expecting. I, I, would, I would go a bit much better. Yeah, because you really dug this, didn't you? Yeah. It's Daniel Baldwin, by the way. Yeah, it was it Daniel Baldwin? I think there's a lot of cool ideas I love too, where yeah. like they pop out of the desert like sand. What a, so many rises. great concepts that I just didn't find executed well. It just seemed clunky to me. And that kill the, uh, where in the hotel cuts room. Him cuts right him right in half. half yeah. I was thinking about watch, re-watching this over yeah. the... Yeah, watch break. it and tell me know what you, let me know what you think. Fuck, I like it so much I own two Blu-rays of it. <laughs> you actually bought two? Yeah, well, I bought the uh, Indicator, the UK released a region yeah. free, which was way better than the one we had. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Scream Factory just released it with new extras and shit. Ooh, so la, la. I had to uh, buy it again. It's John Carpenter, baby. Yeah. Other than the word, I, I want to give Ghost of Mars another chance. That's one that like... I bet you I will enjoy it more now because other than the word, I can't think of a bad movie he's done. So, 
Like Escape from LA is a masterpiece. I love Escape from LA. And I know people don't always like that. But anyways, Adam, what'd you watch? Uh, I watched, uh, as the first movie, I watched House. Oh, like Hansu? Hansu, yes. Awesome. What a crazy slapstick, insane It is like nothing else. Yeah. Basically ever. (laughs) It is just total bonkers insanity right from the get-go like just all of the the crazy split screens and mm. and cameras jumping and the musical scores that change for each of the the gir- With school no girls rhyme or reason whatsoever like it's actually like what i noticed this time is there is method to this madness like everything is very w- well put together it's just he's throwing everything in the kitchen sink at mm. the screen um and in an artful way though like it doesn't seem cuz some of these movies like it's got everything, but it's so sloppily thrown in there. Whereas that, like, feels like he had it all, like, oh no, planned. Out I think I think this was incredibly planned, yeah. well planned out in in terms of visuals. Um, yeah, I, I really love this. I probably hadn't seen it for about twelve or thirteen years, and I remember the first time becoming obsessed. I, I think I had actually watched it like twice in the same week. It was just like mesmerizing to me, and I had just picked up the Criterion Blu-ray, so oh, nice. one of my picks. Um, I was just going to say, with the, with the death of cinema, like what's happening right now, it's so sad. Because these are the kind of movies I want to see in yeah. the theater. With on the, the big screen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see this one on, on the big the screen. The crowd would just be so into it, I yeah. bet. It would be so fun. There's that one great scene with the piano that just boggles my mind every oh, yeah. time I see it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm 8.5 Pumpkins. It's, oh, wow. it's like an, you know, it would be on my, in my top 50 of all-time horror movies. Oh, wow. Cool. If uh, not higher, but yeah. <laughs> So I uh, decided to check out two Netflix flicks. Nice. Um, Best ever. <laughs> well, the, one of them I wanted to revisit. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> one of them I wanted to revisit for our Best of the Decade because I remember enjoying it but didn't get a chance to revisit it. And I was probably like, ah, I probably wouldn't make my list. And yeah, it wouldn't make my list, but I do still really enjoy it. I'm, of course, talking about Mick G's 2017 uh, The Babysitter, mm-hmm. the movie that made us all fall in love with Samara Weaving. Um, yeah, still a lot of fun. I love how like the surprises, like it, there's a lot of like surprises and shocks that just come out of nowhere. You're really mm. like, ah, oh, shit, didn't expect that. Like when it first goes down, if you didn't know anything about that movie and then that happened, you'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, of course, it's McG, so he literally says like, oh, fuck, and on the yeah. big screen. and it, It's the McGenius that, yeah. that kind of brings this one down a little <laughs> yeah. bit for me. But yeah, I, I could see it. I mean, I'm not the biggest McG fan, but uh, I, I think this film works. The, all the the a lot of really cool gore soaked uh, deaths. Yeah, it's just it's just a fun film. So I decided to follow it up with they just released the sequel. Oh, you did I'm back, curious back. Yeah, about me this. too. The Babysitter Killer Queen. Wait a second. What what would you give the first one? Oh yeah, sorry. So the Babysitter, I'm going to give seven pumpkins out of ten. I think that's oh, what wow, I gave yeah. it. Yeah, um, I really do enjoy it. Now let's move on to the sequel. Now this is what I'm curious about. This is the McG we know and don't love. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is like everything is heightened. But not in a good way. It's like everything, the humor, the dialogue, it all feels forced. It, it feels like he's trying in every like scene to be cool and hip and like. That's what you want out of every 50 year old grandpa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, the young crowd would dig this. I was just Come like, here. this is not Let for me. me. <laughs> I think the young, young kids are killing it. Because again, he's not young. He's not like yeah. doing a young aesthetic. He's doing an aesthetic from like 1999 yeah. still. 
But I have seen, like, it seems like this is a divisive film. Like, I've seen people that really loved it and as much as the first film. And then I've seen people like me that were like, yeah, that didn't work for me. Right. There's a new blonde that they try to, you know, replace Samara Weaving with. And she's obviously no Samara mm-hmm. Weaving. The the kid is back, though, from the first film. He's all grown up. He's fine. Um, yeah, it just didn't work for me. I feel like the first film worked. because he it, fine or is he fine? <laughs> The first film worked because you went in just like this kid as the hots for his baby, this cool babysitter, and what's going to happen? And then all shit, you know, hell breaks loose, and you're like, whoa, didn't expect that. This film, like, you kind of know all that's coming, and I guess he knows that we all know that's coming. So, like, it just goes, like, really over the top. Like, I'm not even joking. There's a battle scene between one of the killers and one of the female heroes, and they're fighting, like, slow motion Matrix style, like, Uh, or even Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon style. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is... Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, there, there is still some fun in there. There's some kills at work. It's kind of like they try to wrap up some of the story from the first film that maybe didn't need to, but they kind of connect it all in a way that kind of works. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go five and a half pumpkins. Yeah, it's still not yeah, terrible. It's, it's one of those movies. Like again, this is what I expect from the fir- what I expected from the first film. What I expect from a Netflix film. Let's be honest. Most of their films are kind of. VOD trash you throw on and yeah. you know they're movies I watch on the train because I don't give a fuck about yeah. you know what I mean like I'm not expecting much and once in a while I'm mildly surprised this is one of those ones like it's not a complete waste of an hour and a half but it's probably one I'm not gonna ever revisit anytime soon right I'll definitely be going back to the first one again if yeah. I, I feel like that type of movie so yeah, I don't know. You you guys should watch if you enjoyed the first one, but just don't go in with very I'm, low expectations. Yeah, I guess I watched the first one again. I didn't love the first one. I've been trying yeah, to knock out because yeah. some of these 2020 movies too, because I mean, not that there's many yeah. t- for our best of the year list, but uh, I, I tend to always... <laughs> That might make your list. That's how slow the year is. <laughs> yeah, been. I tend to like wait and pile these on in December and then it's like all stressful and there's too much and I don't get through. So I'm trying to sneak a couple of the 2020 films in here, even though I'm totally burnt out on like the modern films after the best of the decade. But yeah, there's definitely a few newer ones on here. Speaking of modern movies, I ended up watching uh, the um, horror of Dracula from 1958. (laughs) Nice. The hammer. It is awesome, man. I actually just got this on Blu-ray today, so I will We've all seen, uh, heard this tale. We've all seen the story. We know what's going to happen, but Hammer has this great way of making this atmosphere of this old, like, I assume it's an English castle, or like, maybe it's a studio set. I don't know, but it looks amazing. And what put this in forefront for one of the Dracula stories is that Christopher Lee is playing Count Dracula, and he is so good, menacing, and imposing. Yeah. Such an imposing motherfucker, This man. may be my favorite Dracula adaptation. Yeah. I love this movie. And I, I'm going to try to get great. through a lot of Hammer this, this It month. was a short story. It's only, like I think, like an hour and 20. So they do leave out a lot of the... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, story but still it's awesome you don't need it man you just need like yeah, i've never Lee. i've never seen this one so yeah. this have you seen one. any hammer uh, i believe so yeah they're good last year i did the universal so this year i'm trying to get like the main i, I mean i've seen a lot of the hammer yeah. ones but I, i've been repicking them up on blu-ray yeah I, I remember enjoying like the the frankenstein is awesome with mm-hmm. um uh peter cushing uh, the Mummy with Christopher, Christopher Lee's in like all of them. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, he's in this. You know why he's in it. He is awesome. It's, it's an iconic scene where like he breaks out of the study and his eyes are just bloodshot, and he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" That's awesome. Yeah, I, I was that version of yeah. Dracula one year for Halloween. I didn't pull it off 
well, but yeah, you didn't, your eyes weren't bloodshot enough. Yeah. That's your problem. But I'm going to give this one uh, <laughs> 7.5 pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, you didn't mention awesome. actually Peter Cushing is in that one too. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Van Helsing. Guy? Van Helsing. Yeah, he's incredible in that too. He's like he, again, the, the, there's like six movies and they all connect mm-hmm. and like there's some great stuff. Um, I don't know if it's in that film or one of the sequels where like he gets bit and he has to like uh, I forget what he does, but he has to somehow like cure himself by like burning him. Oh, that's what he does. He sticks like a cross, a hot metal cross in the fire and then has to burn his skin with the thing himself. And it's it's incredible. Cool. Yeah. I then watched uh, from 1983 Angst by Gerald Cargill, his only thing he's ever directed. Uh, do you guys know this one? I've, seen, I've heard of it. I've heard good things, but... Uh, tra- trailers for it. Uh, so it's basically this this killer that's right basically from a young adolescent has been hurting people or killing people. He's been in jail most of his life. And now he's probably in his early thirties and he's released from prison and you, it's all in voiceover. You never hear him really speak too much in the actual, in actual real life. And you're in his, you're in, so you're in his head and he says, he's got this plan, you know, he's been dreaming of this and Instantly, he gets out, and he's just like a feral animal. He has no plan. He he just wants to to kill people and get Murder. that satisfaction from it. So eventually, like after trying at first and failing to kill a taxi driver, he ends up with his family, and all of the point of view shots are done unbelievable. Like they're almost unlike anything I've ever seen. I can't believe this guy has never directed another movie. It's masterfully directed. Get out of here, really? It's like it, it's... it's incredible. Oh, check it. And the kills are like they're really squirmy. Like they they're they're hard to watch sometimes. Yeah, I think that's what's kind of scared me off this film. I'm not into like the brutal real But it's films. also like it's kind of funny at first too cuz he's so inept. Uh, at doing this, but the voiceover, and then he's got this great, it's all, all about like, well, now that I've done this, now that I can do all these things and I can do all this. So it's it, it's going through the, the head and then the action is just so bumbling most of the time. As it goes along, some of the, the kills just because... They get a bit more. Yeah, uh, and there's one in particular that I think is fairly famous for being not for the squeamish. Yeah. But in terms of like, uh, it, it almost takes a slasher to an, another level. It, it, I, I, I was not expecting. I'd heard some good things. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like some of it, maybe some of the actual juxtaposition between the voiceover and a, the actual what's going on becomes a little bit repetitive, and that's the only thing yeah. that... But I've been thinking about it all, all like since I watched, watched it all week. I so, so, so what are you giving it? I think I'm going to give it... I've gone back and forth, but... I th- I'm curious. I think I'm going to give it eight pumpkins. Holy oh. moly. This is a film I feel like kind of disappeared for a bit. And then like in the past, maybe five years or so, it got a DVD or Blu-ray release. And it was like this big discovery. Like it started playing, you know. It looks great. Indie, yeah. indie theaters and whatnot. And everyone kind of discovered it. I, what blew me away was like, what else has this guy done? Right yeah. when the movie ends. And I was like, nothing. nothing. He did commercials. Oh, that's crazy. Um, cool. I uh, ended my night with a classic. I always like to throw in the black and white ones the first day. And from 1968, Night of the Living Dead, uh, I picked up the Criterion Blu-ray of that one. Nice, I I watched this last year. Yeah, this movie couldn't be any more relevant than it is now. I mean, the fact that like 
just the mob mentality, like all the, the mob with the guns. You got the two sides, you know, the, the one um, Dwayne who just wants to help people. And, you know, the, the one guy that just, fuck you all, I'm just worried yeah. about myself. I'm not, I don't want to risk my life for anyone else. I mean, the ending, mm. of course. So good, right? Is, is just amazing. Um, yeah, I, I just, I really did this movie. The, the score, the pulsating score is so creepy. Um, I mean, th- there's some images I could see being really disturbing mm-hmm. at the time, like nothing you'd seen before. I mean, th- there's the scene where, like, the child kills her mother, like, brutally stabs her to death is pretty disturbing, the way it's executed. Um, yeah, and then the, the ending is just chilling with the, the uh, photographs and kind of like the no score, and you just yeah. hear kind mm-hmm. of the, the, the people chanting. Yeah, I guess, uh, fantastic the, end. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's not a perfect film. I think it does drag a bit at times. Some of the acting is obviously amateur. I mean, it was pretty much a bunch of, you know, nobody yeah. actors. And I, I do think Barbara is one of the most annoying characters <laughs> yeah, in she's horror terrible. history. She sucks. I mean, the, the, yeah. the 90s remake that Tom Savini did, I think does her a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they go too gung-ho with her there. She's like Rambo in the 90s one, yeah. if I remember correctly. But yeah, she sucks in this one. Man. Yeah. I, I hated her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to give it uh, eight pumpkins out of 10. Yeah, I don't, that's what I gave it last I don't year. think it's perfect, but I think it's still like, again, when I, I want a black that. and white film, this is great. And it's still one of my favorite zombie films. I mean, the fact that I'm giving it an eight now yeah. and I'm still burnt out on zombies, I mean. It's awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, so um, I finished my night with just an episode of uh, Modern Family, a Halloween, season two, episode six. We've talked about this before. <laughs> it's a great show. I'm going to give it a six out of ten pumpkins. Cool. Um, I then watched The Wasp Woman from 1959, Roger Corman. I love how silly this movie is. <laughs> This movie is stupid. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And, and nothing, is, nothing is good about this. Like the wasp woman herself is like, hey, uh, we're just going to go to the dress-up store next door and <laughs> yeah. buy you some stuff. It's like, so ridiculous. I, I've liked a bunch of this kind of like hmm. 50s and 60s stuff. I did not enjoy the wasp woman uh, overall. I like the concept of like she's trying to stay young, so she's pushing for this. Hmm. But everything else about it I didn't like. So uh, I'm going to – I don't need to talk about it too much. It's ridiculously – poorly executed B-movie from the late 50s. I haven't seen that, but I did just pick up Invasion of the B-Girls, which I've heard Ooh. good things about. So I'm giving this one uh, 3.5 points. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, rough. Yeah, did not enjoy this at all. And then I ended up watching Grimm Season 1, Episode 2. This is kind of continuation. They're still kind of setting up all the lore, so you're getting some more of the backstory, which is, I think, really well done. Still, like, kind of a an interesting story where there's these two young people that have broken into this house, and then somebody comes home, but somebody's definitely not a oh. human being uh, and, and chases them. Did they the end wood. up eating their porridge? Yes. And sleeping in their beds? It is It is a, a similar sort of three bears situation, um, which is interesting. As it goes along, I feel like it goes more obscure in its storytelling. So this wouldn't be one of my favorite Grimm episodes. Yeah. Um, I'd give it 6.5. Cool. Pumpkins. Hey, get your fucking pumpkins in there, guys, or else I'm not counting it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it for the first then, guys? I that is so. it for the first. Wow, we've all kind of uh, kept uh, yeah, yeah, kept on pace with each other. Right. Okay, I guess I'll start off with the second because I had a pretty busy day. I started off with uh, a film I remember really enjoying the first time I saw it. It's been a couple of years, though. I, I think 
Maddie's seen this. I think Adam would really dig it. I think this is up his boat. Uh, from 1987, Stage Fright, directed by Mikel Suave. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. Um, he's done like, I think he's the guy that did like The Church, The Sect, uh, Cemetery Man. Like he does kind of beautiful... He does like it's his films are like a mix of like beautiful arty horror mm-hmm. with like exploitive it's trash weird, like it's a right? weird mix and that's a great way to describe this it's at first it seems like a standard slasher we open up you know there's someone's getting murdered and you find out the camera pulls back and it's all on it's a live um they're play. doing like a play um and what happens is and they're in the play the the killer is this guy that wears this cool owl head mask but uh someone escapes from the uh, scene inside uh, insane asylum and uh they get locked in the auditorium and he's knocking them off one by one but it's just like it's just this beautifully shot movie at first like the kills are kind of your standard like more like the the, the standard like off screen you know with a knife and then as it goes on they get gorier and gorier and more exciting and crazy um it is a it's an italian production so uh the voices are dubbed and that kind of worried me at first because most even my favorite movies like the dialogue is kind of shitty like suspiria and stuff yeah. like that this film, like, it actually had some really fun kind of banter between, like, Back the different people. That, yeah, exactly. They're kind of, like, they're all kind of, like, spiteful and, and kind of mean to each other yeah, and shit like, like that. Uh, a starving artist kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a great scene where, like, cops are in a car. And it's, like, it's unrelated. These cops are just hanging outside after someone got murdered. They're there in case some, the killer comes back. But there's just this fun banter uh, between them where the guy's talking, like, oh, my wife's making me eat healthy. And, they, and the guy's, like... Yeah, it's because you're fat or whatever, and then and then he's like, uh, "Oh, it's spinach." He's like, "Oh, she thinks you're Popeye." And he's like, "Fuck Popeye." <laughs> um, I'm not doing it justice, but I, I promise you, when you when yeah, you can see you, the movie, can you do that part again? It was so good, <laughs> like how terrible your like rendition was. Um, anyways, I just thought again, when you watch an Italian production, you're usually not looking for you know fun dialogue, and this film actually had a lot of it. Um, but yeah, just tons of atmosphere. Uh, and what a great killer like the actual oh like, yeah killer so itself. good what a weird like an owl head like you wouldn't think this works but it works so no good. it works so yeah and you got like the darkened stage sets mm-hmm. you know the, the rain thunder uh, outside mannequins fog it's just it, it's one of the most effective like atmospheric slashers in my one opinion of the most, like i would say chilling endings but like most beautiful endings i've ever seen in a slash oh yeah 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 um yeah and it, it's got this kind of really eerie cool electronic score of course, during the uh, the chase scene, you get a prerequisite like heavy metal rock tune, like you you know would expect from that time. Yeah, the finale is just fantastic. Uh, there's you know some great cat and mouse chase scenes. I I think this is arguably one of the best slashers out there, in my opinion. I, was, I had between an eight and eight point five. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go eight, eight and a half on this one. Wow. This is like, you never yeah. go up. You always go down. Yeah. I, I think you guys should, well, you've seen it, but I, I think yeah. this would float your boat. This would be yeah. one I definitely would be interested yeah. in. Because it's, again, it's a slasher, but it's kind of like above the slashers and what, you know, what he's doing with the camera and stuff. And just, mm-hmm. it's just so good looking. Um, it does start out, I guess, a little bit slow. There's maybe some slow moments, but I think like that last half an hour, like it's just, gory insane kill after gory insane kill and just really tense chase scenes and yeah if you guys haven't seen this i I think it's very underrated i mean i don't hear enough people talk about it i mean it has a blu-ray and everything but like yeah yeah, people should be mentioning this as much as they talk about the jasons and all that kind of stuff i mean i guess it's an italian production which may hurt it for some but you know it's up there with any argento or 
fruity or any any type of flick like that in my opinion so yeah stage fright 87 check it out cool i watched um i don't know if you guys have uh, watched some of the twilight zones but i guess there was one season where they uh skipped the uh, half hour long episodes and they went to the hour long episodes so that's season four so in one of these seasons i watched uh from season four episode seven i watched uh jesse bell which is this um young lady who falls for um, a man who is marrying another lady so she uh goes to the old town witch and uh, ends up putting a hex on him to fall in love with her. It's all the uh, fallout from that, what happens to her. Now she is a witch, and she has to somehow live with being a witch, even though she got her wish. It's not working out well for her. It was actually a really fun episode. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's like a, there's like almost like a weird balladeer that's singing throughout it, like Jesse ah. Bale needs a lover and shit <laughs> like that. So I had a ton of fun with that. I'm going to give it a 7.5 Pumpkins. Cool. Yeah, I, I've I been like, going through like Twilight Zone, going through like lists what people say the scariest I or best. Like and the like, idea of like the hour long episodes because it kind of gives hmm. it a little more time to flesh out characters too. There's a right. few more on my list that's coming down the pipe. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about Twilight Zone yeah. soon too. Um, the first thing I watched on October 2nd was Bob's Burgers Fortnite, nice. um, which is the, their second yeah. episode. I'd actually watched uh, Full Bars at the end of September, so it doesn't count. Okay. Um, that's probably my favorite one. Yeah, I think that's the most Halloween. This one is almost just as good. I remember this one not being as much, though, because a lot of time they're just stuck in the fort. They're stuck, and... but it's a great episode. It's yeah. hilarious, yeah. too. Is, like that, the... is that the murder mystery one where they kill the hamster? No, that's, that's, that's full, full bars. bars. Is that full bars as well? Full bars is amazing. Yeah. yeah, That's the reason why I was like, oh, I should watch this show. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's I think that's one that made me watch the show, too. I, I, I would put full bars up there with the best of the Simpsons and the Rose. Yeah. So would I. Yeah, 100%. Especially about the latter. So I'm going to give it eight pumpkins. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I, I might, uh, I'm going to probably try I to get we'll all, those we'll again. I assume we'll watch yeah. this on like Prime. We'll probably all check yeah. it out, right? Uh, cool. I, I guess I'll jump in. Um, I'm going to do three quickly here because yeah, I did sure. three Twilight Zone in a row. Um, again, like I mentioned before that I, I've been going through this show, but I've been going in order. And, you know, it's taken me a while to get to some of these. I mean, I'm in the middle of like six different anthology series. I'm also going through Night Gallery. I'm going through Monsters. I'm going through Tales from the Crypt. So I, I said, fuck it. You don't have to watch them in order. So I'm just kind of going through and picking out the ones I want to watch now, what people are recommending, what would be good for October. So I start off with It's a Good Life, 1961. Actually, it's funny. All three of these are... Um, episodes that Simpsons parodied in oh, their yeah. uh, Treehouse of Horror. This is, of course, the one where um, it's uh, the, the boy ha- uh, pretty much controls everything that can happen. It is fucking incredible. This episode, like, it's one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes of all time. It blew me away, like, how good it was and how effective it was. And what, it, what an interesting idea that the seven, I think he's a seven-year-old kid, yeah. controls everything. Like, you piss, you can't, you know, he can hear, he knows what you're thinking. You got to always think happy thoughts, happy yeah. thoughts. And if you don't, you know, he, he makes you disappear or or whatever. Um, yeah, I thought just the way it's done, it's so tense and you can see they're all constantly going crazy and sweating just to do normal things in life without accidentally, you know, offending the kid. You know, the one guy gets for his birthday record and he wants to play it and the kid's like, no. And he, he and he starts like drinking and he's getting kind of drunk and he really wants to play it. And, you know, it's not going to end well for him. Probably was risque at the time too, that this mm-hmm. kid is doing these terrible, terrible things. Um, I would say it was scarier than most horror films. Like I was kind of like, 
Ooh, like I, I felt like I was in the room with these people. Like, shit, man, don't do that. You're gonna offend the kid. I thought it was fantastic. Nine pumpkins out of ten for Holy me. Shit. Yeah, I've seen um, this one before. It's it's. I remember it yeah. being pretty amazing. This, this show. I mean, I've, I've mentioned before, but it, again, I haven't went through it all. But I, Twilight Zone is is one of my yeah. favorite shows of all time. Like, it's every episode you watch, you see like the impact it had on cinema and yeah. TV and horror in general. Like everything is kind of like almost seems like it it came from you know stem from this show uh i also did to serve man uh from 1962 season three this is one where the aliens arrive down they seem all you know they want to help the humans they're uh you know they they, they leave a book behind to serve man they're they're there to to help us and, and you know become a peaceful gentle society i guess but of course the the shock ending if you've seen the simpsons i don't know if i need to spoil it but the the book is to serve man in a different way yeah fun again i i love the look of the aliens in this i do find though this episode like it wasn't as good like it, it was fine like it was an okay episode but it's really the, that ending where you're like oh that's such a great idea yeah. what's such a fun idea so i'm gonna give that one seven pumpkins out of ten and then the last one was from season three called the dummy 1962 i watched that actually on the uh third yeah I, it, it's kind of like your predictable yeah. dummy tale we've seen this already in um, dead of night they're yeah. the anthology from the 40s i believe um it's kind of your typical but the dummy looks tale. so good in this like he's yeah creepy looking like ventriloquist now, are, are these half hour episodes these are this only half was, an hour yeah. yeah season four is the only one that was uh an hour yeah, yeah they, they did some weird things i know there's a season two where like a handful of episodes were shot on videotape because they were trying to like figure out a way to cut costs and so, like some of the, there's some classic episodes that look like shit, um, just because you know they only had a, a video transfer. But um, yeah, th- this it was still kind of fun. You know, it's the standard psychological: where is the dummy alive, or is it all in his head? Um, the finale is fun, if not a little bit silly. He's, I'm gonna uh, give this he's one the sauce a bit hard in this. Yeah, he? I'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten. Again, it was enjoyable, but I feel like it didn't do anything that I haven't seen before. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm going to talk about some more later on, but I'm, I'm definitely enjoying going through these. I'm going to try to dive into some Night Gallery and you know some of those other anthology shows as well, the, awesome. the episodes people are recommending. But uh, what else you guys got? Uh, I also watched uh, two more episodes of uh, Modern Family, the uh, Open House of Horror, which is a ton of fun, and uh, Awesome Land, which actually was fun as well. I've never seen... Maybe I've seen the first one. Yeah, the first one is like... Uh, uh, What's the guy? Uh, Phil is like doing like an open house, and he doesn't want anyone scaring him. But his wife is like, "I'm going to scare you," and like it, he's trying to hide her, trying to scare him from the people, the prospective buyers. I only ever saw the first season of this. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. I uh, check if, out the Halloween episodes because yeah. you don't really need to know the characters. You just need to know like. Uh, and I know the characters fun. well yeah. enough from exactly. watching that first. Season. It's just like a fun like uh, uh, th- this one and the uh, one Awesome Land is a nice fun little Halloween. Uh, that's it a show that you. you and I believe Dan maybe yeah. really enjoyed and, and kind of got me hooked on. Like I, I went really and bought like, like the first, I went through like the first six seasons, me yeah. and, and Becky went through it pretty heavily. But I, I think by the time it got to like season six, I was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of getting a little stale. Like I feel like they maybe stretched it out a little too long. Well, it's like on the 11th season. Right well, yeah, now, they just so. ended. They finally ended, even though I yeah, think they could have, they were still successful. Like I think yeah. they could have stretched out longer, but, but I, th- I do feel like it's one of those shows that maybe, you know, it kind of gets old after a while, but I, yeah. I think, yeah, for the first five or six seasons, it's definitely yeah, it works. worth a watch. Yeah. I might go back. I remember. I like the Halloween episode. Being the Halloween episode a little bit idea. sick of it by the f- end of the first. Yeah. 
like the, the I feel like it hits it. its stride maybe, you know, second, third season. Well, that but. being said, there are like a, a different arcs in Gotham. There are like a, what, like eight, uh, nine main players that they can kind of do different right. stories with. So they actually get to see the kids. Yeah. And I find some characters kind of are more interesting than others. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I watched from 2003, Wrong Turn. Okay. So, okay. so Wrong Turn, I've never seen. Uh, it was it was a pick. My wife remembered really liking it, and and Kyle was kind enough to give us the the Blu-ray to watch. And uh, my backstory of maybe why I'm not into horror is basically the late '90s and early 2000s. Every time I'd see a horror movie, I'd be like, I don't like this. I, why why wasted my time? Yeah, this doesn't change my opinion. <laughs> oh, I, I think that's one of the better ones. Um, that's not saying much, is it? Yeah, the the premise is is pretty kind of standard. They you know. They take a shortcut, go into these woods where these, you know. Virginia? Is that what they go to? It's like the Virginia woods? I think it is the Virginia woods. Um, And they see some inbred mutant people. Yeah, I I honestly, like, the first half hour was like, yep, early 2000s horror movie. Fucking can't stand it. Um, There is some stuff later on, though, that that kind of piqued my interest more. The, The fight... Kind of, and the the tracking through the trees yeah. is a really interesting scene that I've I've never really There's seen. There's some great else. kills too. And does it turn into torture porn? No. 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 The scene where like they torch the the treehouse kind of thing is kind of fun, and they're stuck. Yeah, all that the treehouse into the trees. I enjoyed that. I actually didn't find the kills that interesting. Oh really? Oh, there's there's some good ones where the guy gets like his jaw, and then the whole body falls. The off the girl and... that that's probably the that's in the trees. That's probably the most memorable. Uh, section. So I'm I'm gonna need five pumpkins. Oh man, that hurts. Did Did Tammy enjoy it? No. <laughs> Jesus. So I thought, okay, at least Tammy like this was something she liked, yeah. and she was like, I remember that was better. <laughs> so I assume you're not gonna watch the next like Wrong Turn the three- eight, yeah, or whatever. You guys hate fun. <laughs> I didn't. I, that was the other thing. I, I found it kind of oh. like. Uh, occasionally self-serious with the characters. Like, there was some fun like, characters. They got rid of them right out of the, out of the gate, To though. me, it feels like an 80s kind of throwback. It's 2000s all the way. There's a great scene, too, I remember, where, like, they've just killed their friend, they're hiding underneath the table, and they can't make a noise, and they drop, like, the, the body that's, like, its face and, is all fucked up right. And the blood goes yeah, towards. I thought that was cool. The whole reason they're in there is like, yeah, the multitudes of stupidity that that kept them in that cabin. Um, anyways, that's 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 my uh, oh man, score. that hurts. That's a, that's a fun flick for me. Um, I got a couple more uh, episodes. I'll get through really quickly here. Bugs Bunny's Halloween special from 1977. Awesome. I was kind of excited to dive into this because you know I like old Looney Tunes. I don't yeah. really watch them much anymore. I don't think they're really a thing on TV anymore. And you know I know they had a bunch of fun ones with uh, Witch Hazel and and all those and various monsters and Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Unfortunately, though, this is like a very terrible mashup. I guess they they filmed new stuff in '77, mixed it with the old stuff. But it's all edited so poorly. Like, I don't think you get any full skits. Uh, it was like a mess. Like, I didn't even know what was going on half the time. <laughs> like, it was so badly put together. I mean, I, I obviously, when you get the, the bits of the skits, it's it's fun. And, and they're obviously great. But, um, yeah, I wish they just had a compilation of, like, the best Halloween shorts. Because yeah. the way they, they put this together was terrible. I'm going to give it five and a half pumpkins out of ten. 
Uh, and then I did the classic Garfield in Disguise, a.k.a. Garfield's Halloween special from 85. Nice. I think we've talked about this enough. It's a very fun episode. It's got some good songs on there and a very cool um, finale where they end up uh, on an island with the cabin and the, the ghost pirates are coming at midnight for their treasure. And it's all, it's kind of, it looks cool and it's it's kind of frightening. And mm-hmm. I think, is it James Earl Jones? I feel like does the, the voice. voice of the, the guy in the, what a great the house telling the story. That, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I'm going to give that one eight pumpkins out of ten. I watch it every year. Yeah. Um, it's a classic. It's actually been a long time since. I, like that as a kid, I watched every yeah. every year. Should probably pick it back up. I also watched uh, from 2006. Uh, it was another Netflix special called Friend Request. Have you guys heard of this movie? It's pretty much this girl like uh, makes friends with this loner and she kind of ignores her after a while. She gets a bit crazy and it turns out. Uh, she kills herself and starts haunting her through uh, the internet. Oh, I think I do remember this. It See that? Sounds... Do you remember this, or do you remember the five films that came out with this, this, this exact story? So stupid, but for some reason, this movie was better than it had any right to so be. I, I know Unfriended, but I think I remember yeah. this one. There's as well. Unfriended. There's this one, and then there's one that just came on Shutter that's supposed to be really the host. good. Yeah. yeah, but it's like all the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's a VHS segment I think too that's kind of similar. Yeah, again, better than it had any right to be. That's not saying a hell of a lot. I'm going to give it a five pumps out of ten. There were some cool scenes, some cool ideas. But yeah, all the acting was kind of terrible. So I went down the Netflix rabbit hole, but I watched a television show that actually Tammy's been wanting to watch for months now. And I just kept being like, we'll watch in October, we'll watch in October. It's a French series called Marianne. Have you guys heard of this? No. No. It's awesome. So it's this writer who writes these stories about this Basically, she's like a witch hunter, and then there's a witch, and you find out that she started writing these stories because as a kid, she would have these nightmares where the witch would torture her and all these kind of things. Very, very graphic. And when she started writing, they went away. And then she's going to give up the character now, and a friend from her hometown this on this beautiful seaside France location comes to visit her and says her mom thinks she's Marianne, the witch. And she wants you to come visit. And if you don't, bad things will happen. And basically, it opens opens up with her friend then the next day seeing her at this book event and hanging herself in front of all these people. Oh, like the start of like the omen? Like, it's all for you, Marianne. Then like, bam, gets a... Um, <laughs> there is so much eeriness in all of this. There's great humor between the author's assistant and herself, and she goes back home. Well worth watching. The only thing that sucks is I we're into this. We're, we're starting to watch it. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And then you find out that Netflix cancels it after one season. Uh, Netflix has been, it's so funny because Netflix, when they came out, they were like, we're going to pick up all the shows that never had a chance and that you guys loved and the, all the, the stations canceled too early. You'll get to get your ending. Yeah. And now yeah. it's like every month they're canceling their shows. They've kind of. One or two seasons. Where, and no ends. Yeah. Santa Cl- Clarita Diet they hated. was another one of these where it was just hitting its stride and you could feel like, oh, if. Season four and five and six would be their classic years, or three would have been the yeah. start of it, and they cancel it. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't even know. I, I don't fuck. I don't even know. If Becky didn't watch Netflix, I would not. It's so uh, the painful. movies I find are painful. Painful. Yeah, painful. yeah. The <laughs> movies are terrible, and the uh, <laughs> other than painful, that's a new word. Uh, other than uh, the the stuff they give you. Um, 
around award season. There'll be a yeah. few that yeah. it's like, oh shit. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a handful of movies every year, and you know, I'm sure there's a handful of shows every year. But again, it's just kind of. So I'm giving this first episode uh, eight oh. uh, pumpkins out of ten. It, it's an excellent pilot. Uh, uh, how, how many uh, six season arc? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's one season. I think there's eight episodes. Eight. I don't know where it's gonna go. I'm gonna keep watching it just because it's so strong. Awesome. Yeah, give something to watch. Cool. Uh, starting on the second, I have started my uh, double features where I pick two movies that kind of connect to each other. Oh, what, what was your theme? Uh, so this one, well, you can guess it. I did Joyride from 2001 yeah. and Duel from 1971. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, Joyride is one I haven't seen from a while. I remember enjoying mm. it, but it, it kind of worried me. You know, Paul Walker, Paul Walker. who, you know, <laughs> went on his own Joyride. Whoa, um, whoa, to, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> to the grave. Yeah. Um, hey, man, I, yeah, I'm not going to get that. But, uh, it's, it's terrible when someone dies, but at the same time, I'm glad he didn't, you know, kill someone when they were driving, speeding through the streets, but kill a family. Anyways, uh, this has Paul Walker, Steve Zahn. It's so like 2001 and Laylee Sobieski. Yeah. What happened to all those people? Well, other than you know, yeah, what happened come to Paul on. Walker. <laughs> His time on the earth was too fast and too furious. <laughs> but anyway, so the, the film, uh, he, um, you know, he's got a crush on Laylee Sobieski. She just broke up with her boyfriend. He finds out that she needs a ride home. So he sells his plane ticket, gets an, an old car, and he's going to pick her up. On the way there, though, he, gets, he finds out that his older brother, who was always getting in trouble uh, with the law, has been arrested. So he's going to go bail him out thinking, you know, I'll bail you up and see you later. But his brother's like, oh, I'll come home with you. So his brother joins him for the ride. Um, they end up picking up a CB radio, and they're fooling around with it, and they find this kind of weird guy named um, Rusty Nail, uh, actually voiced by Ted Levine from oh, Silence crazy. of the Lambs, which he's great, uh, great voice, which I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if you ever see him. I don't know if I'm giving a spoiler here, like what he actually looks like. But anyways, they end up fucking around and, um, you know, they fool around and pretend they're a woman and they, they're flirting with him on the CB radio. They pretend they're a woman named Candy Cane. And then when they're still staying at a hotel, they bump into this asshole guy who's like a racist prick. He's being like a jerk to the guy at the, the front counter. And he bumps into Steve Zahn's character. So they're like, fuck, man, we can do like a double here. We'll get we'll fuck with Rusty Nails and we'll, you know, these guys will get in an argument or whatever. So they send him uh, pretending they're candy cane to this guy's hotel. Rusty Nails gets there and totally like rips his jaw off or something. It's pretty brutal. And from then on, it's this cat and mouse game where he's tormenting them. I was quite surprised how well this, how good this was, how well it hold up. There's a lot of really cool tension. There's like a chase through a, a corn maze. There's a lot of like really good scenes. And even the banter between, you know, Paul Walker and, and Steve Zahn, I thought was kind of fun. I remember it being really bad. But I could. Is it good? Like I think you should check it out. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, I see a lot of people that seem to really dig. Will this, this change my opinion on two thousands horror movies? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think you, you guys are well. I, I, I get what you're saying. I think yeah. the early two thousands were a lot of these. But I think like this, I, I enjoy Wrong Turn. I think there were a couple gems in there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was quite surprised actually. I'm going to get in shit because I might have enjoyed this more than Duel. <laughs> Not saying this is a better film. I think they're kind of both really different films, yeah. to be quite honest. I mean, they both are someone stalking them in a in a truck, but uh, they're different experiences. Like this one, it gets a point where you know he's capturing fucking women. He's got them tied up, so if they open the door, it's going to blow off their head with a shotgun. Like it gets pretty. He gets pretty That's kind of intense, violent, and yeah. yeah. 
So I'm going to give this one eight pumpkins out of ten. Wow. I, uh, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Uh, moving on to Duel. Um, this is, of course, one of Spielberg's first uh, is it his first film that he directed? It might be his first film. I know first he did film. some TV. Yeah, yeah, he did like episodes of Columbo and, and stuff. Night Gallery, yeah. actually. Um, the direction in this is phenomenal. I can't believe this is like an early director, young director for a TV movie. Like he is, the camera is swinging everywhere as these cars are driving by. He's doing so many like intricate shots and, you know, a lot of stuff with these two vehicles constantly moving. It never feels like, you know, back then, you know, you watch a lot of movies and it's the fake background and stuff. This camera is, these are cars, real cars and it's, all swinging all over getting different views a lot of first person views um so i thought the direction was phenomenal but this is some guys just uh i forget where he's going some business deal or something and for no reason pretty much this truck comes in and is uh is a is a dick to him and it cuts him off and then he cuts him off and then from that point on it it decides it's going to torment him there's you never really see the driver i mean there's a scene where he goes in the diner and he's trying to figure out who it is but you never really see it it's almost like more of a an entity than you know the yeah. the the the, slot, the character is the the truck but it's just yeah this truck tormenting uh this character uh, on his journey there's a really cool scene where you know he's he's at a reptile farm and the truck fucking starts bulldozing through all the all the different <laughs> stuff trying to get this guy I, I do think though it would have almost been more fascinating like if you took out I think two scenes it would have been better and it would have made it is it all in his head it, does a truck driver actually exist because for a lot of the time it could all be in his head because people aren't seeing him they don't know what he's talking about but there's two scenes that they put in that's like no this definitely is happened the truck driver but it's unfortunate because i think that would have been a a more interesting film but um and i do feel it gets a little repetitive i mean it's pretty much an hour and a half of this truck Truck stalking this guy but yeah i I still enjoyed it i'm gonna give it seven pumpkins out of ten um i I think it's still an impressive feat for a tv film but Mm -hmm. um yeah i kind of want a little more out of it jeepers creepers actually at least the first half would be another like they could be three triple feature there i guess you want to do it but um yeah that's my october 2nd I also watched uh, from, uh, I don't know what year, but season three, episode 21 of I Dream of Genie, my master, the Ghostbuster. So what happens is uh, the guy inherits this old-timey English house, and the guy who was part of the uh, estate already sold it, so he's trying to get him to uh, think he, there's ghosts and get the fuck out of there. So it's just a bunch of hijinks that way. It's a ton of fun. I'm going to give it eight pumps out of ten. Whoa! I, I did not, I did not like that. that episode No, at all. I thought it was no, so I, I much was, fun. I thought it sucked. I love the old-timey English code. I love, like, they're like uh, cat and mouse, like, uh, I'm jumping you and you're jumping me yeah. kind of deal. I remember, like, because you yeah. probably have it on the same DVD. You where it's got like a bunch it. Of, yeah, like, I, I watched yeah. Bewitched, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. I want to yeah. watch more Bewitched. Yeah. And I remember watching that and being like, yeah, I don't need to see any more I Dream of Genie. Oh, no? <laughs> no. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, well, well. Um, I finished the night off watching uh, Grimm again, season one, episode three. This is one where it's it's basically like almost like a killer B scenario uh, episode, and it introduces one of their other monster creatures, the Hexen Beast, oh. in a in a more flushed out way. You kind of see this plays into the lore of the whole whole show. Again, it still hasn't quite found the balance between the characters and their like kind of banter and and everything. There's the lead takes a while to kind of warm up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give this one again 6.5. Oh, when did this come out? Are we talking like 2011 maybe? Okay, 2010? So a couple years old. Yeah. Cool. Okay, let's move on to the third. 
So uh, I started off on October 3rd watching the original The Blob with Steve McQueen. Oh, sweet. That's fun. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Like it? Yeah. Oh, here we go. See if it's fun, you hate it. <laughs> uh, I just found like not, I, I kind of love the old man when he sees the meteor and goes by the blob and like he's, he's over the top. I kind of find Steve McQueen terrible can i say he's terrible in this he's terrible in this. I, I liked him in that but yeah he's not his acting yeah. isn't anything to he's to pretty about, bad but. and he's like hey i look like i'm 50 and i'm uh 16 yeah. lay off me cop could <laughs> <laughs> give me a hard time old man um yeah like i guess he fought to be in this role this is his first major role yeah um i i generally like Steve McQueen. I really like Steve McQueen mm-hmm. a lot. Like, uh, you know, Bullet. Bullet and Magnificent Seven, which he, I think is his next major role after this great escape. I love him in all those movies. Do not love him in this. I find that not a lot happens other than we don't believe the teenagers. Yeah. Well, come on, believe us, believe us. This is the yeah. thing. No, nope, still don't believe you. Um, and yeah, I just found it's not, it's, it's drawn out. I, the end with the blob is awesome coming out of the theater and all yeah. of that inside the diner totally get that but everything up to there leading up to the end i was kind of like what uh, it starts off great with that theme song and then it's downhill for like is that burt Bacharach? i don't know the theme song is amazing i had that for my ringtone for a while but i i overall i did not really enjoy the movie the four blobs i think sings it so i'm gonna give it Oh, f- don't do it. 5.5 podcasts. It's oh. hurting. There better be like one fun film that you give like an eight through this whole month. That's, I'm that's sure there goal. will be. Have you seen the remake? I gave, I gave House 8.5. Yeah, but even that, that's kind of like a criterion. That doesn't count. <laughs> Although the blob is criterion too, but yeah. Have you seen the remake? No, I, I want to watch the remake as well. So I, I've got... Um, I watched actually this on Criterion Channel, the blob, so fuck off. Um... <laughs> Yeah, not not in wasn't in. I was super excited about this. I'm thinking Steve McQueen. Yeah. I'm thinking well, like I understand like it be movie, but nothing like it's really. I thought poorly put together overall. Acting is acting is just like across the board. Okay, just move on to your next film. No You're hurting me here. You're oh, you like want stabbing? I, I get another one. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. If this guy what, gets the what, Friday Thirteenth movies and he doesn't like them, he gives them fives. Like we'll wipe the taste <laughs> out of Kyle's mouth. <laughs> Uh, uh, so I then watched uh, Shivers, which is one, I don't know if Cronenberg? it's Cronenberg's mm-hmm. first, It's it, at least his first major, and it's Up basically there. all these people in a high rise get infected with a parasite that oh, makes- like a sexy disease. Yeah, it makes them like these sexually- rabid zombie characters yeah. that's his other title rabbit i believe rabbit is yeah. the next one yeah which I, i'm gonna try to go through a lot of those early ones that i haven't seen before i actually picked them both up i actually, I have two copies of shivers another one where like different extras and um yeah i haven't watched either of them i, I thought this was was really excellent like the a ton of like what he's known for the body horror is yeah, like so present good. right out of the, the gate and and there's just like an odd feeling almost out of the get-go he sets up the whole movie it starts with this advertisement to come live it's almost like a high-rise yeah the, the ballard novel and uh yeah like imagine doing this right out of the gate and having this the audacity to do a, a story like this yeah but on a level that is definitely like in line with horror and basically 
he lost all his funding. There was an outrage that the Canadian government gave him money for this oh, film. because like sexy? Like it's like X-rated? That and, and just like the story, uh, yeah. uh, it was so salacious for people. Yeah. Um, well, d- doesn't it star a porn star or something too, a porn actress? I believe? That is the, that's Rabbit, I oh, believe. Okay. Yeah, I always get these two confused. But yeah, like like the lead, <laughs> it's hilarious. He doesn't seem, he's a doctor and nothing phases him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> They ate all those people over there. Uh, they're dead. Or, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to kill you. Or, or just like, no one cares. But the the end is amazing. That's it the, it lags pool? a little bit. The end of the pool, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and, and, and the, the very end, what it sets up is incredible. It does lag in certain points, and, and you can tell, like, it's maybe not fleshed out enough mm-hmm. uh, script-wise occasionally, but I'm still giving it 7.5 points. Oh, awesome. Cool, yeah. I, I, might, I might try to I throw this I picked this up week. ages ago, and I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So. I got like the uh, steel case blue. Cool. Well, I, I did a, a family pick. Ooh. Uh, Speaking <laughs> of the family picks, uh, Shiver is a fun for the whole family. Scooby-Doo came out with a new actually movie set on Halloween this year called Happy Halloween Scooby-Doo. I was pretty excited about it. Bill Nye. Is in there, which I don't oh, care awesome. about, but more importantly, Elvira is in there as herself. You it don't opens... like Bill Nye? No, he's fine, but I, I mean, I don't really care about him in a Halloween movie. You know I mean, whereas right. Elvira is like um... awesome, <laughs> and I kind of found him a little bit annoying in this. But uh, it opens up Elvira's doing a Halloween parade. Um, the Scarecrow, actually from Batman, oh, is in there, and he they stop him at the beginning and. He gets arrested, and they're bringing him to the prison, and then all of a sudden, his gas leaks out into all these pumpkins, and they all come alive. Um, I was kind of excited to watch this, like, as excited as you can be for a Scooby-Doo movie. Um, and I've seen, like, people, like, you know, raving about how this is one of the best ones they've put out, but I, I did not feel it. It's It felt like they're trying to really be cool for their time, like... Um, Daphne in this is so annoying. The whole movie, she's just constantly, she's trying to use all these like cool modern slang and like, and it just comes off so cringy and they're constantly pulling out their iPhones and like, even like Bill Nye, he comes in, their van gets destroyed. So they get a souped up modern van. Like, it's like, it's trying to be so cool and hip for kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm, as you can tell, I'm unhip cause I'm yeah. still using the word hip, but I thought she was really annoying in this. And then like, I thought like, it kind of got boring. It's just all these, like, I enjoy Scooby-Doo because I enjoy the mystery trying to figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. This one, it's like these killer pumpkins and they're just, they look cool and stuff, but they're... I was about to say, what the fuck is the Scarecrow doing in a, a Scooby-Doo yeah, story? That seems well, weird, right? Th- that's fine, because Scooby-Doo's, Scooby-Doo's blended with Batman several times. They've done some Why? stuff together. Because they're both, they're both mystery solved. Batman's both the greatest detective, yeah. Asshole. Batman's the greatest detective. <laughs> Anyways, but the, the, the pumpkins come to life and like it, it becomes like Mad Max Fury Road. Like they're all driving cars and like half the movie, like our son was like, yeah, I didn't really like it. It was just like them driving around the whole time because it's like this 20 minute. I find some of these Scooby-Doo's, they go off where it's like it becomes like an action movie. And it's like, I don't want to yeah. watch a Scooby-Doo action movie. Like it's not going to be good action. Give me yeah. like the, the the atmosphere. Like yeah, the best thing about the old, the old uh, show was the, yeah, the, the, the fog and the atmosphere and the the mystery uh but the cool thing is i haven't got to it but it does have on the dvd has three um halloween episodes from various shows like actually oh like because they, yeah they don't they surprisingly haven't done that many episodes that actually oh. take place on halloween but yeah i did not really enjoy this one I, I saw like yeah i saw some people that really <laughs> were raving about this um i'm gonna give it six pumpkins out of ten that's being generous that's still, that's still pretty high again for kids i'm, I'm judging kids movies differently than i'm yeah. judging like i'm judging 
if you're going to watch with your kids, you can probably do worse. It was fun to see Elvira in there. She's in there throughout the whole movie. Okay. Is her like cleavage on display? No, she's not doing it. If you're, uh, if you're waiting to like have a lot of tit puns, yeah, you know, you're not like getting that. that. But yeah, it was okay. It was my favorite uh, Scooby-Doo. What do you guys got? Uh, from uh, 2017, I watched The Shape of Water. I love this movie. Yeah. It is so good. Uh, Michael Shannon is amazing in this. It would have made my uh, top 25 of the decade, but it doesn't feel like a horror movie. But it, it is in a weird way. It just feels it's like a... It's a creature movie for sure. Yeah. Like a fun, yeah, like a I, I play, 60s camp I messed movie. around with this. Yeah. Is, is is this going to make my horror list? And I, mm-hmm. I left it off uh, yeah. in the end. But it's still such a great movie. Like it's odd. And I it's feel like quirky. for this month... Yeah, creature movies almost like fit more than they do. Yeah, in other they count, yeah. right? Yeah, I count that. But yeah, I, I'm giving it eight point five pumpkins. You've seen this, right? Yeah, I didn't like it as much as you guys. Oh no, but I did like it. Oh, um, it again, didn't... my problem is that, it, like you said, it, it's a romance that yeah. happens to be with a creature. Her yeah, fucking a creature. I, 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 I still don't know. didn't mind it. Like I thought that was so interesting. Even like uh, the lead character is so likable and charming. Yeah, Even she's incredibly she magnetic. Say, like more than one word, and there's this great moment where like it just turns into this black and white oh yeah pop number that like it makes no sense it was in any other movie like this is bullshit but it just fell in line with everything that's been going on so yeah i, I really i wanted this. to see more of them getting it on in the bathtub see more yeah. creature on human yeah you actually wanted to see the uh the, little, the fish stick come out yeah imagine it was just like uh what captain highliner <laughs> yeah, exactly a little fish stick coming out but it's not the fish stick it's <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, captain yeah, yeah. highliner he's like still wearing his Ahoy! little cap. he's wearing his little cap he's got a little gray beard going on may i enter <laughs> um <laughs> all aboard <laughs> um so i i then watched uh the mask of the red death which i was really looking oh, forward to awesome the roger corman one yeah, vincent price have you, have you guys seen this oh so i think it's made my uh Top yeah, ten. I'm not. I'm the only person that doesn't love this film, but yeah, it's one of my Ooh, least favorite. Yeah, I might, I might fall in between. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it's considered. Most people consider it like one of Vincent Price's best and Roger Corman's mm-hmm. best directors. Vincent Price is incredible during all of it, but I find like the first hour of the movie pretty stilty in terms of pacing and trying. Like the the sets yeah. are a little bit better. But something just it wasn't clicking. I couldn't figure it out. I'm. I was really looking forward to this. And then once that kind of dream sequence happens with Vincent Price's, not wife, but yeah. kind of wife, that is incredible. Isn't that awesome? A- amazing. And I, I found out Nicholas Rogue direct, or not, was the cinematographer afterwards who, who goes on to direct all these amazing movies. And you can kind of feel it. And I love the end. I love everything mm-hmm. about the, the masquerade. So I was basically like... What the fuck? Another one of these <laughs> yeah. like classics that I think is bullshit. And then I swayed back. I, I'm curious if I watch it again, if the earlier stuff, because I love the idea. Mm-hmm. Some of the almost like religious connotations of stuff that I'm not a huge fan of the Seventh Seal, you know, yeah. the Bergman movie that is a classic. And this had. Mm-hmm. A lot aspects of that, of that coming in. So I'm going to give it 6.5 pumpkins. That's yeah. still pretty good. That's how I, I, yeah. I, I remember like 
It's visually amazing. I, I think it's one of Roger Corman's best directed films. 100% after watching Wasp Woman. It was like yeah. two different people. And Vincent Price, like you said, is great. But yeah, I, just, I found there's parts of it that drag. And I, I agree. Like, I think the ending is fantastic. But I think all the the drama getting there with like some of the other characters, I don't know. It just seems the like the hop it's kind toad of stuff never made any sense. I know that's what yeah. they built the because it was that was the Poe story that they brought yeah. in. I think. Yeah. Well, it's it's yeah, it's a combination of like yeah. two or three. We actually we did an episode on this, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I guess when I watch my price, even though he is fantastic in this, I want the fun price. Want, he's yeah. also he's hamming it up like yeah. as a villain. Yeah. He's he's pretty great throughout the whole thing. Like the opening sequence where he's basically just in the village and like I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. <laughs> it just once that once that didn't happen, it just like all the stuff with Jane Asher kind of I didn't give a fuck about. Mm. Um, anyways, six point five, still pretty awesome. Good. Uh, so going with my double feature, I did the Bob Hope horror double feature. <laughs> Not the Bob Vila one. No. Uh, no, that's cool. I was uh, pretty excited about these. Actually, I pre-ordered these um, from Kino. Uh, the first one, The Cat and the Canary from 1939. Uh, this is a remake, I believe, of a silent film. I think it's been done a couple of times. But pretty much these uh, family members meet up uh, at a mansion at uh, midnight. They're going to have a the will... Uh, Read, read. read to them from the, I guess they're the hairs of this this rich old guy that died to find out who gets the the fortune, and um, there's a rule too: whoever gets it has to spend the night in the haunted house. I think they have to spend like a month there or something just to prove that they're sane. Because I guess insanity goes throughout the family, and you know if you go insane, then you lose the fortune, or if you're mm. killed, of course. Um, and then so yeah, they end up having to stay the night there, and when apparently it's haunted by spirits. There's also um, a police officer, and he's on the island searching for a killer. I guess some insane killer called the Cat uh, escaped from the ins- in this insane asylum, and he's like this killer that kind of walks and acts like a cat. Um, he's got long claws and everything. So they're, they're it all like, like a Batman movie, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, what's your standard? Like yeah. you're stuck in a mansion, yeah. and people are going to get knocked off on board. Yeah. You have all the the secret passageways. There's the hidden treasure. There's just uh, Bob Hope is kind of fun. Like he's yeah. he's kind of like he's charming, but he's kind of a coward. But he's like likable, and it, he's just got a lot of like I don't know. I I, I enjoyed it. It's just one of those kind of silly. You throw on like a Sunday afternoon flicks. Um, you know, it's, it's did you get a set fun. of this or something? No, I, I bought the them both separately. Uh, oh um, yeah, I wouldn't mind boring. Yeah, I, I again these are I love these type of films. I mean. They're, they're not anything that's like, well, this is going to blow you away, but they're just kind of harmless fun. Um, I'm going to give this one 7 out of 10. Yeah, I also really enjoy these. These are, these are like perfect Saturday matinees. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which um, I did the opposite. Uh, <laughs> you watch like crazy uh, scary movies? Well, I, I'll talk about the next one that, that I, in a second, but... Um, and then the other one I did was, uh, I guess he followed that up with the Ghost Breakers. Uh, this is from 1940. It stars the same actress that was in the uh, the last film with them. Uh, this time he Paulette Goddard. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in this one, he's a, a crime reporter. I guess he pisses off a mob guy, and uh, when he he goes to meet up with the guy, he thinks he's going to get possibly killed. He brings a gun. Um, it goes off the same time someone else gets shot and he thinks he shot the person so he goes out on the run because he thinks the cops are after him anyways there's a side story it doesn't really matter in the end he ends up on a castle and again there's a woman it's kind of the same basic idea she's inherited this castle and uh there's ghosts on this um in this castle and and 
kind of the same thing. Like there's some other people involved and there's a plot where, you know, they're trying to murder to inherit the castle. What would you expect? Um, this one I didn't quite enjoy as more, but it was still fun. I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of 10. So just a little bit lower. I did feel there's like, um, there's a black actor in here. Uh, what's his name? Is it Willie Best? Yeah, Willie Best. And I guess he, he kind of was like this great comedic actor, but he kind of got stuck doing these kind of roles. Like here, he's pretty much the Bob Hope's servanter, yeah. what it would be. I don't know what it would be, but like he's totally, it, it's a tough to, to watch that type of thing in these days. Like yeah. he's like, yeah, yes, sir, master. Like totally cliche. I was, like, I'm surprised you didn't do your Martin it, voice it, it, Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. It, it, the, the horror noir really goes into that mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't. This is the first out of all the ones I've seen that like it really had it. I mean, maybe I never noticed before, but this one I, I especially did. I mean, again, he has some fun stuff, and like it, apparently, like you know, people loved him in this. Like he he has great comedic timing, but uh, it just it yeah, I don't know. But I, I still enjoyed it. It it just wasn't as fun. I mean, I liked. Whereas the other one had a whole cast of interesting characters, and they're all getting knocked off by one by one. There's a mystery. This is more like he goes there with her, and she goes there, and then you know, there's like one or two other people, but it's not as. Uh, interesting, but st- again, still both. Uh, they're both mm. still fun watches. I I haven't really seen too many old Bob Hope flicks, but uh, I thought he was kind of charming and fun enough to watch. Uh, yeah, would you go? Uh, I watched uh, the Dummy, the Twilight Zone that we talked about earlier. I also watched from uh, season four, episode thirteen, the new exhibit, which is. Uh, have you heard about this? No. Is this guy? He uh, used to work at a, um, a wax uh, museum. And these figures of all these murderers. It has like the uh, I forget the names, but anyways, uh, the I may have seen this actually. Yeah. Down. So he has to bring these guys home with them, and uh, he's running his air conditioner nonstop, and he's talking to them. He thinks they're alive. He doesn't know if they're alive, and murders happen. He doesn't know if he's getting blamed for the actual dummies that are doing mm. it. It is awesome. It worked out really well. I really enjoyed the atmosphere. There's something spooky about like wax figurines mm-hmm. that you know are people. They just don't move. Like. It looks great. I'm going to give it a 7.5 pumpkin. And what about the dummy? Uh, the dummy, I'm going to give it a 8 out of 10. Oh. Yeah, you enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I watched from 1974, Bob Clark's Dead of Night, also known as Death Dream. Have you guys seen this? No, I haven't seen that one Is yet. it an anthology? No. Oh, no, I haven't. Um, Some guy back from the war or something. Yeah, so it basically sets it up in the first scene. These guys are in Vietnam. And they both get killed. And then there's families at home. <clears throat> at home, they get a message. Their son's, the mom is, you can tell, a little bit off already. Yeah. And then later that day, he shows up at home. I've heard about this. But he's off. Like, something isn't quite right mm-hmm. with him. This movie is fantastic. Like, I've kind of, I don't know, Bob Clark had just watched Porky's and was like, <laughs> it, like, yeah, he's kind of uh, happy. What, but, I, I told you that about Bob Clark, man. He's, I think he's, he's still like, it, it's weird. Like in one scene, he sets up when when the sun comes home. It's late at night, and and they just hear all these noises, and it's so disorienting. It's like done, kind of poorly. Like, but it works so well. But there's another scene where they're all at the table. And the son is basically says nothing. Like he's just this blank face. And then all of a sudden he makes kind of like a really bad joke and they all start laughing and laughing, but he starts away from them and then pulls in and then he's up to everyone's mouths at the end. It's incredible. It's the most like unsettling thing. There's a bunch of these scenes 
I I was kind of blown away. I I this was another one that showed up on Criterion. I had seen it on a few things, but I was not expecting that good. This good. This is like it's got to be up there for the seventies horror movies. I've been going. You've seen Black Christmas, right? So Black Christmas. I think we've talked about this. Where I've seen in like a party setting. Oh, yeah, never that's, actually. Black Christmas is one of my favorite so, horror films of all time. I've got a few of these. So Black Christmas is what I want to watch kind of yeah, to transition out this year. this year. So I'm, I've been going between 8 and 8.5. I'm going to give it an 8, but I re- oh, wow. uh, uh, like nice. 8 pumpkins out of 10. It's it's You guys should... Uh, it's one I want to see. I think it's one of those ones where like Blue Underground put it out on Blu-ray because I, I think I was going to get on DVD then a Blu-ray was coming out so I waited for that but the Blu-ray's been like 40 bucks and now Blue Underground is putting everything on 4K so I'm like I might, might as well just wait for that. There know. wasn't even a good stream because I, I remember like maybe last year wanting to watch it because it showed up on some list and everything that was online, it was supposed to be like, stay away. Like there's a lot of bad transfers of this movie. And then it showed up on day one at Criterion. Criterion channel has, has brought some like really great stuff. Is that the, sorry, is that the Canopy Criterion or you actually have the Criterion? The Criterion channel. Oh, so you're paying like, isn't it like 20 bucks a month or something? No, it's like, I think I paid like 79 a year. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad, yeah. There may have been a promotion to get it like in Canadian dollars or something yeah. at that time. I don't remember. Cool. Uh, I finished off the night with a classic, probably my favorite movie of the month so far, Orgy of the Dead from 1965. <laughs> uh, I am joking. Uh, how is it? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know what the fucking point of this movie was. Like, was, <laughs> was I supposed to just pull my dick out and... <laughs> And uh, it. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it feels. It feels like this is totally a, a jerk off movie. Um, well, it's called Orgy of the Dead. I know, but I a lot know, of those, like, yeah. yeah, no, but that's the thing that there's no sex in it. There is no orgy. So what it is is a uh, Chris Chriswell who is famous he from. So upset there was no orgy. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I'm just saying, if you call it Orgy of the Dead, it should have an orgy. So Chriswell, uh, probably most famous from uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space, is in here. Uh, yeah, I guess I, the plot of the movie, what little plot there is, is a guy and his girlfriend are driving by. They get in an accident. They um, go looking for help in the forest because they hear some voices. And yeah, Criswell is there, and uh, and he's got like kind of a vampire type woman with him. And then they're like, oh, it's the Dance of the Dead or something. Their women are going to come out and dance, and if I don't like it, then you know they, they'll go to hell or whatever. There's no plot. It's literally just <laughs> women come out dancing. There's no, like, they only go topless, so there's no, I don't think there's any other nudity. And it's just like a woman will come out, do a dance. She might be a snake woman, then another woman. And it's like, that's all it is. Is that the movie? That's the movie. Women will come out, dance for five minutes. And then at one point, like a, uh, a werewolf and a mummy come out, and they're kind of there just to be there. Um, like I said, there's no orgy, no sex, barely any nudity. It's just topless women dancing for an hour and a half. <laughs> I was, um, it was, this was tough to get through. There's some fog. There's some kind of, it's kind of fun to see. Like it wasn't directed by Ed Wood, but it was actually written by him. But it seemed like it could have been directed by Ed Wood because it was, you know, there's a lot of poor direction there. Um, yeah, I did not enjoy this. I, this is Vinegar Syndrome with them, you know, you yeah. You're buying Vinegar Syndrome because they have cool slip covers. Yeah. The movies usually don't live up to the, the cool covers. This one had a great cover. Uh, maybe the extras will be fine, but I did not enjoy this. So I'm going to give it two pumpkins. Oh, wow. Out of t- there's no really point to I mean, I guess some of the women are attractive, but I mean, if you want to see topless women, you can probably do it without spending an hour and a half of your time. Yeah. You go in the woods. There's yeah. a lot of magazines. <laughs> um, How old are you? <laughs> 
<laughs> there's great it's always sunny that just coming out and yeah. frank's trying to like i can uh, yeah, i'll get you some like sex and stuff and he brings this like kid who's probably like 20 out into the, the woods he's like look at look at these pornos <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the, the only reason I'm giving this uh, two out of ten is because Criswell, his terrible line reading the whole time, he's reading his lines, but he's like looking down at the cue cards, oh, and it's so amazing. bad and so obvious that it, it's fun. And he, you know, you can tell he's just literally reading what is said on the cards. Like he doesn't probably know what he's reading out. And yeah, it's um, you know, I, I've actually never seen Plan Nine from Outer Space. I hope to change that this year. And hopefully that's more enjoyable and a bad. I was hoping that's what this would be like a bad yeah. movie, and it's it's not like it is, but it's more just really boring. I mean, I, I never thought breasts could be that uninteresting. Like I was <laughs> totally, you know, ten minutes in the movie, I'm like, okay, I've, that's cool. I'm, We're done. Yeah. What do you got, Maddie? I finished tonight with a Modern Family uh, Halloween Four: The Revenge of Sky Rod Skyhook. It's pretty much uh, what you think it is for Modern Family. <laughs> Um, what are you gonna give it? Uh, six point five pumpkins. Uh, and then I did uh, Bob's Burgers, uh, Tina and the Real Ghost. I like this one. Actually. Yeah, this is a good one. I, I don't think it's up at the same level yeah. as the other ones. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give this one seven pumpkins. Still, yeah. Bob Bob's Burgers is a show that really like I've started watching it from the beginning. And we're working yeah. our way through. It's got to be up there with classic. It's awesome. Ever, and right? Any an- animation programs. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, singing that goes along with it. I find that kind of sometimes takes me out of it. But yeah, I, I don't, don't notice that, that much, much singing. Yeah, it's quite a bit. That's why I can't watch it when I sleep. Oh. So it's like a song will come on and I'll. I don't think you've been watching Bob's Burgers. That that's Willie's Burgers. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's Willie's Burgers. I don't remember singing either. But like um, uh, even the mom's constantly singing in the background. She's constantly. Yeah, you, you keep an eye for it. You'll notice there's a lot of like musical numbers in that one. Okay, shut the fuck up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what are, are we still in the third? Is anyone else? Uh, I think that's yeah. it for the third. For oh, me. no, still got, I, like, I got, oh. I got some stuff. Oh yeah, you uh, did like 18 movies. Uh, yeah. So I then watched Girl on the Third Floor. It, this is oh, a Netflix I'm original. Because <laughs> that's like starring uh, not John Cena, but one of the CM WWE. Punk. Yeah, that was Punk. fucking. Terrible. He's terrible. Oh, he's so bad. I heard people like kind of like, oh, no, he's showing he's got talent. It's like, no, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what's below a homeless man's version of John Hamm? Because yeah. <laughs> like some of the side angles, it's like he's kind of like got actually John Hamm's bone structure. That was one of my. I think it came out last year, and I watched it for the best of the year because I heard people that really enjoyed it. And I thought it was one of the worst horror films that year for me. It it it, yeah, it was bad. It's a tough watch. Yeah. I th- I think I'm gonna give it four pumpkins. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, want, I was going to check this out because no. I've heard no. good things, but no. they're all like wrestling guys. You're like, oh, yeah, you should Re- check it out. Rewatch Boar, Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know anything that, like, there was, there's a couple, like. Are you going to watch Boar this year? Yeah, maybe I'll watch. You gotta, you gotta watch. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna like, he's gonna hate all these fun movies, yeah. and he's gonna like, you know what? I actually had fun with Boar. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with Boar. <laughs> yeah, this, the, like, yeah. maybe some of the practical effects that they had were yeah. kind of cool. I, di- I like the idea of the brothel. Yeah, there was, there was, there was some aspects. There's some, of this. Yeah, there's some interesting. That's why I'm getting I, four. Yeah, because all the stuff with him, like being a fucking dickhead, is terrible. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like, he's the most despicable guy. I don't like him from the beginning. Like, doesn't he cheat on his pregnant wife, like, five yeah, minutes and in they, the movie? And spoiler and, alert, like, they, they eventually it turns, and you're, you're supposed to always think he's a fucking villain, but who the, f- like, too little, too late. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't even care about that fuck that movie. <laughs> um, and then I watched uh, uh, the second episode of Marianne, just as strong. 
now she's back in her hometown, the funeral of the friend that died. She's getting reacquainted, but she's having to go home and see her parents. And now her parents have been cursed by this witch and they're doing all this fucking weird shit. And, the, and this sounds crazy interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, and, and you can't really tell sometimes the dream and reality yeah. it's starting to pull into. Yeah, I, I really recommend, like, I don't think you guys mind, but it's subtitled. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's what killed it, but possibly it's great. Yeah, there's a lot of people that refuse subtitles. I uh, then finish it off with a grim episode, season one, episode four. Lonely Hearts is what it's called. This is kind of a cool one where there is this guy that runs this bread and breakfast. He's most known as the comedian who was on Mad Men. He's the special guest, and he's he's basically has this ability to lure women in, even though he looks kind of weird and whatever. But he's he's kidnapping them, and uh, but the whole bed and breakfast vibe is is kind of cool. I'm gonna give this one seven. It's a little, yeah. it's it's you can still tell the show isn't quite where it's gonna be, but. Um, it, a good standalone, uh, you know, freak of the week. Awesome. Seven pumpkins, that is. <laughs> okay, let's move on to October 4th. Um, I started off the day just uh, watching some uh, Disney Halloween specials with my kids. These are just two short ones, 10 minutes each, so they'll add up to one half-hour episode, 20-minute episode. Uh, Trick or Treat from 1952. This is I a, love this one. Yeah, this is a classic yeah. where Huey, Dewey, and Louie, um, Donald Duck's being a prick to them when they go to trick-or-treating his house. He pulls a prank on them. So they end up meeting a real witch, and she works with him to get revenge on them and get him to give them candy. Um, and then Lonesome Ghost from 1937. This is the one where some ghosts decide they're going to have some fun, so they look up in the paper and call some ghost hunters, uh, which is Donald, uh, Goofy, and Mickey, and they're going to come try to when they try to bust them they're going to fuck around with them but obviously you know um it's just all your typical yeah looney tune-esque disney-esque uh hijinks um yeah there's not much to really say about them they're both kind of fun uh, i'm gonna give them i guess both seven pumpkins out of ten i, I like those old kind of yeah me too specials with the music and the the way that just the the animation the way the pumpkins look the costumes look and all that stuff the classic yeah, I, devil I, I, costume. I love the trick-or-treat yeah um yeah I watched, um, me and the wife are starting to watch uh, Stranger Things. We're going back to the beginning of this uh, uh, series. And we, I haven't watched this since it first came out. And you forget how good the actual first season is. Oh, yeah. Like, we're only, uh, we watched. Um, Had she seen it before? Yeah. Uh, no. So this is the first time going in because she doesn't really like uh, horror movies, but she's kind of enjoying this. She hates the character Nancy. And I'm not, I don't blame her. She kind of sucks in this show. Like, yeah. she is not likable at all. And you're supposed to like her in a weird way. So, I don't know. I uh, First episodes, I'm going to give like a, uh, maybe like 7.5. Like, it starts Yeah, I'd probably even go, I'd yeah. go higher. Like that pilot episode I remember being. It's great. And like, actually, uh, the third, uh, we'll talk about this later. But yeah, I'm really digging it. I'm excited to see because the show does taper off significantly after the first season, I think. So, we'll see how it actually goes. Yeah, I, I like the last season. But yeah, yeah. season too i feel yeah it's a little bit uneven even though like there are some still elements i I feel like that one the pacing of it they tried to just like throw a lot at the characters Mm. and but i I like the last i i I thought the last one kind of got it was better than the second one but got kind of shafted in a way Mm -hmm. so we'll we'll see i'm gonna go through it all this uh month so hopefully hopefully it holds up uh i watched vampire which is 
Carl Theodore Dreyer's not from 1932. He's known as like a big art, art kind of like cinephile Guy. director, like huge thing. I've never seen any of his movies. He also did did uh, pa- the Passion of jo- Joan of Arc or Debt. Uh, Gertrude, those are all big kind of like cinephile yeah. movies that I, they've been kind of like a blind spot for me. Um, this is a bizarre kind of movie. Like when you talk atmosphere, everyone should probably bow down to this this film. It's from 1932. Okay. But it almost should be an anthology. It's supposed to be like this vampire is haunting and going to take over the father that owns the mansion. He's going to get the one daughter, but it barely does that. It like jumps around all the time and there's these beautiful sequences, but they're all it's like non sequiturs the movie. Uh, okay. And it's awesome. <laughs> like, like the non, the all the sections are great, but it adds up to like you have no idea what's going on. The plot time. is mm-hmm. so. At first, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go here. There's amazing sequences where they're showing shadows. So you'll have these sequences where, but they're basically ghosts almost that are haunting. There's a soldier who ends up being a real soldier, but his shadow goes off and does this thing. Why don't it's a simple practical effect? Yeah. Why did do, why don't they use this more often? It's incredible what it, they do with shadows. It looks great. It looks amazing. So I, I guess like the movie was lost at one point. Uh, you know, it was it was a German French production in the early thirties, so you can imagine yeah, what, what happens to it. a lot of those things. So yeah, it it's disappointing on like a plot level because it feels like there's maybe potentially there's another movie there that's there but the individual kind of like setup it doesn't matter in the end there's a sequence in the end where the one guy just kind of leaves his body and then he gets taken for his own funeral basically huh. by the vampire servants <laughs> but there's no it doesn't actually he doesn't actually die do the vampires look cool like are they looking badass or just kind of like a cool, no they're cool very service. like just normal kind of people, which also yeah. kind of really works really yeah. well. Um, there's some title interludes that try to connect the dots. So yeah. from a plot point, it kind of loses it for me. But from you can tell so many things have been influenced by this yeah. uh, instantly. What was the one about the witches that you watched last year? Action? Yeah. It's Th- that's a thing. criterion yeah. as well. That's earlier than this. Yeah. yeah, That one had some amazing visuals, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give this uh, 7.5 pumpkins. Um, yeah, okay. This is my day of kind of like, what was, like, what, what's the plot? What's the plot should have been called my Sunday? Where's the plot? <laughs> what's the plot? You're like the where's the beef lady. Yeah, where's the beef? I, uh, I watched a couple more. Twilight Zone from season five, Nightmare at 25,000 feet from oh, 1963. Awesome. This is, of course, the famous William story with uh, William Shatner where there's a gremlin on the plane. Another one that uh, Simpson parodied. Um yeah, I thought he was fantastic in this. Like he's mm. over the top and not as over the top as we're used to. Like I thought he was pretty he, he was pretty great in this. My only problem with this, I think it's such an effective story and I loved it. But the gremlin in this is goofy looking. I don't know if you guys have ever seen what the gremlin looks like in the original. I I've, I saw this years ago, yeah, so I don't really vaguely. remember. Now. He's kind of like a big teddy bear with like a deformed face. Like <laughs> it doesn't, you know, in the Simpsons one, and I think in the the '80s movie remake, yeah. it's like this kind of cool gremlinish creature. And this, yeah, it's like a big guy in like a bear suit. It, it just kind of looks goofy. Yeah. Um, but I still loved it. Eight and a half pumpkins out of ten. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, I thought it was great. And then I also did another one that Simpsons parodied uh, from season five. 
five season five, which is the last season, had a lot of like heavy hitters. Uh, but the Living Doll, uh, this is of course the one um, in Simpsons. It's the crusty clown yeah. doll. But in this one, this uh, girl gets uh, a doll. Uh, the dad's like, I don't know if he's physically abusive. They don't show up, but he's definitely emotional abusive to the. He's just a prick dad. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, she gets a new doll, and she, you know, it says like, "My name is Tina, and I love you." But once the dad tries it it's like my name is tina and i don't like you and then later on like my name is tina and i'm going to kill you (laughs) like it's it was fucking cool yeah Um, i remember i've seen this one as well yeah i I actually enjoyed this again a lot more than the dummy one i think i feel like the dummy one we've seen whereas this was kind of unique and just the way like you know when everyone thinks he's crazy and he's like no like watch um anyways i'm gonna give this one eight and a half pumpkins uh as well i'm just Fuck, man. Some of these Twilight Zone, I mean, a lot of the Twilight Zone are not horror. That's why you can't really yeah. just go through them all. But when they did the horror ones, I mean, most of them are, are pretty fantastic. I, I did, I already did it before in September, uh, so I didn't include it. But uh, the Monster on Maple Street, I highly recommend. And yeah. uh, The Howling Man are, are two other ones that uh, are really good. There's there's a couple more I may try to get through before I move on to, you know, Night Gallery yeah. or something. But uh, yeah, there, there's definitely some standouts. Awesome. So um, from a 1943, I watched Phantom of the Opera. Now, I got a question for you guys. Do you find opera really abrasive? Is it the worst form of music to anybody but me? <laughs> I love Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah I no, get it. No. But like, this, That's I'm, not opera. Have you seen the 1943 version? Oh, no, yeah. No, no, no. It seems like, and what they do is like crazy solos that are just abrasive and like this version had a lot of these numbers in them where it's people just singing and doing these like you're just jealous because you can't hit those that could be it maybe i am just (laughs) jealous uh so i i love the story i love i was gracious but these numbers i just couldn't stand now which version is this the universal monster yeah claude rains one from 1943 yeah because there's the original there's the boris karloff one yeah which I think that's universal too, but it's, yeah. not, it's not in the set yeah. for some reason. It went in public it. domain, and then yeah, I, I might watch this one too because this is it, the one in the monster set. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I, I enjoyed the plot. I just couldn't stand the numbers. Yeah, they could have took off like twenty five minutes of this movie, and I would have loved. it. I'm a sucker though. I think yeah. I've enjoyed every Phantom Opera yeah. that I've seen. I mean, even Fair the enough. recent one with Joel Schumacher did. I, I yeah. Oh, the, the Ro- yeah. Robert Englund one. No, I, actually that one, and I didn't like that much. Yeah. Have I seen that one? No, yeah, I didn't like that one that much. It was hey, okay. I also have another question for you. Do you think capes are ever come back into style? I hope every so. Every one of the show is wearing a cape. I'm going to say my prediction for next year is that in like uh, Brooklyn, capes are coming back. And that's what I'm, I'm going to make it a prediction well, right now. Well, be smart. You can like kind of cover your face. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You got it going on like, like Dracula. Yeah, yeah, that'll stop some COVID. Capes are coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give this fan of the opera, I'm going to give it maybe six pumpkins out of ten. Oh, yeah. wow. I love how you, your ratings, like you love something, you give it like six and a half, seven. <laughs> and yeah. then something you're like, I didn't really enjoy, six and a half. No, no, I'm giving it eight. Oh, okay. But again, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I just wish they would have cut yeah. out some of the uh, the numbers. Okay. But again, it's called Fan of the Opera. Like, yeah, I mean, gonna, what was I expecting? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get through that one. This, and I want to get the Hammer uh, one. The Hammer one, yeah. is quite interesting. Maybe in Fan of the Paradise is awesome too. Oh, Fan of the Paradise <laughs> would be awesome. Have anyway. you guys seen that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's so uh, I'm gonna go to Palma right here. Oh, That's okay. a good right. segue. Look at nice. this segue. Uh, 1972 Sisters. I have not seen that one. You were on a Criterion train, eh? These are all Criterion picks. I think this was on Criterion yeah. Channel. Did they I think, have? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, they have that. Um, so this is early De Palma. Um, he's he's definitely like showing. There's a split screen 
section of this where he's just showing off. Um, and it's it's pretty amazing. Is it awesome? And it's basically this guy meets this girl on a game show, goes back home, they do their thing, and the next day, he doesn't make it out. And and then it's unraveling how this is happening. There's all this backstory. The backstory is like classic De Palma again, where uh, this is pretty dumb. <laughs> like, he's occasionally like the dumb Hitchcock. Like, his plots occasionally are not quite there. Uh, all there. But the payoff at the end, the, the final two sequences are incredible. And the it's almost like there's an ambiguity uh, that, that in, in one of the sections that's great. Overall, awesome. Charles Durning shows up, which is always a very welcome thing. And he kind of gets to chew some scenery a little bit. Yeah, again, it's, it's kind of like the reveal after it happens, af- after all this amazing showmanship in terms of a director, like showing off his chops kind of subdues a bit that loses it. Uh, Marco Kidder is also in it and she's playing this French Canadian. Her accent (laughs) is fucking ridiculous, but almost great. Like she is just, she is always unhinged. Isn't isn't she? Um, Like you can just lowest lane. She plays that unhinged. Yeah. There's something like going on behind her eyes. Uh, I'm going to give it 7.5 pumpkins. Uh, It's always great to see a new De Palma that I haven't seen before. Mm Even though I, I now that I've seen more, there's a trend in, yeah, in that, certain. Yeah, that's aspects. one of his earlier ones, right? Yeah, it's very early. Yeah, before even before Obsession, that might be. Is that his first horror film that they did? It looks like. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. You're kind of filling in all these. Like th- that's what I've been meaning to do too. Like I need to check out the you know the the early De Palma, the early Cronenberg that I haven't seen, but. Um, I'm surprised. Usually, you guys are just like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen well, that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Again, it's and that's when has, that's when I know Kyle just shuts up whenever I talk yeah. about something he hasn't seen. <laughs> the Criterion, yeah. like, oh, uh, snobs. <laughs> give, give me, give me a movie with a killer pig in it. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I think the problem with me is like I mostly watch my movies on home media, physical media, and Criterion are just too fucking expensive. Yeah. And like we talked about before, their sale prices are thirty, thirty-five bucks. Yeah. Like that's too much. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. I did uh, another double feature. This one is the Jason Voorhees Friday Thirteenth kind of ripoffs. Um, I started off with Edge of the Axe from nineteen eighty eight. Not really. I mean, I haven't even heard of this. Again, this is like a slasher film for completists only. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but the cover kind of looks like Jason. It's he's got a white all white mask. He's smashing through a door with an axe. Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say Hockey about this. Hockey mask or a bag? No, this is like just an all white mask. Okay. So it's not a straight copy, but it definitely, like, you could tell they were kind of yeah. capitalizing. It's 1988 on that. that. Um, but yeah, it's it's got the, the this guy comes in. He's like a computer uh, kind of genius. He enters the town and the, the computer technology kind of plays a bit in there. Um, he meets a girl and he's like, oh, I'll set you up. I have this old computer that. Uh, we're not using. He gives her the computer so they can communicate online with it. Um, and then um, he's got another friend who is married to an older rich woman that he married just for her money. And she Gold knows, digger. I think she's kind of cheating on him and he's cheating on her and nice. she's going bankrupt. Whatever. None of this matters because the characters are all kind of dull and uninteresting. The, the whole movie was just not dull that and uninteresting. Good. Uh, some of the kills were kind of vicious, but even they kind of got repetitive. 
Yeah, this is one of those ones again. Like I would one day like to do like a hundred best slashers or something crazy. And yeah. so I'm always trying to watch any of them, but this is not one that you need to watch. I again I would say for completists only if you just want something yeah. that you haven't seen. I'm gonna go five pumpkins out of ten. Now I followed it up with a movie that isn't necessarily great either, but it, it's very interesting. It's called Unmasked Part Twenty Five. Also from 1988. <laughs> Unmasked Part 25? Yeah. It's it's supposed to be kind of a parody on okay. the Friday 13th. Like, he's pretty much playing a character. I think he... I forget who he's called. He's not called Jason Voorhees, but yeah. he's some other character. This is a, an interesting and worth-a-watch film, even if I can't necessarily say it's great. So it's this weird where he is the killer in the movies... But he lives his life normally as a deformed character with a mask. Like, he walks down the street. He goes to bars. Yeah. Um, like, it opens up. He's just trying to live a normal life. Um, and it opens up, and he kills some people. He meets this blind woman and falls in love with her. And she's blind, so she doesn't care that he's deformed and whatever looking. And, yeah, it's this weird, like, it's not like a straight parody, like this wacky 70s parody. It's almost like played straight where you're kind of feeling sympathy for this character that just doesn't want to kill but he has to because of what he is and then you know you want to see this relationship work out but you know it's got to be a doomed one so is it like a, what's behind the mask it's it's kind of like that but yeah. not as silly whereas that's kind of like like this does yeah. the same thing it kind of plays on the trope like she's supposed to go to a party with her friends and he's like you gotta stay home she's like why what's going on? he's just like you have to stay home and you find out because it's on friday 13th and yeah. he goes and kills all the the people at the party and there's this weird like kinky sex scene where like because he's never been with a woman and she's like uh, she's has all these sex toys because she doesn't get a lot of love either. Mm. And there's some kind of funny stuff where she's pulling out a huge dildo and he's like, what is this? You could kill someone with this thing. And, you know, they're all in the leather, the tight leather. Like, it's this weird, like, almost a black comedy. Like, there's some comedy there, but it's not played like a wacky, you know, yeah. airplane-esque uh, comedy. So, yeah, I would say the kills are well done. I mean, they the, the practical effects are pretty well done and there's definitely variety there. Yeah, I don't need, it's a weird movie. Like, how do you rate it? It's just such an odd one. But I, I'm, I'm going to go six and a half pumpkins out of 10. Okay. I, I can't say like I loved it, but at the same time, I was never it's, bored. It and I, I found it, yeah, I found it interesting. And Unmasked Part 25 mm. is, of course, playing on, you know, yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be yeah, 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 the 25th yeah. sequel. And uh, yeah, there's even a fun, there's a fun thing too where like someone's trying to run. He's like, there's, you can run, whatever. There's no point though. You're going to trip on a branch or something. And she does, she tries to get away. And of course, yeah. she trips and falls on a branch. Like it, so it's, it's kind of playing on those tropes like yeah. behind the mask. But yeah, it's this weird, odd duck. And, and then the ending is kind of depressing. And like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally say, again, this is vinegar syndrome where you never know. Yeah. They always release these weird, obscure flicks and you know even if they're bad they're usually mm -hmm. worth a watch and that that's definitely uh i think this definitely falls under okay. that i think yeah it, it, oh yeah the other weird thing is it's british <laughs> like it's filmed in britain with british actors so it's like so that crazy. kind of dry humor too it's just that it's makes so sense weird. actually it is a weird weird one um yeah do you guys remember a show from i guess it would be like the um early 90s it's a spinoff of the cosby show called a different world oh yeah <laughs> The theme song to this show is incredible. I, Where you come from? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So uh, they had this um, a Tales from the Exam Zone from season four, episode six. It's uh, I guess they're all studying for the final exams. And Sinbad is a Rod Sterling character who comes like, come with me if you will and do a tale. You you like, mentioned you'd watch yeah. a bunch of Sinbad and I was like, oh, how does that work? Yeah. And I didn't I even actually, know Sinbad had a bunch of Sinbad like outside yeah, yeah, of yeah, like, dude, his show. This was actually 
actually a ton of fun. Like it was so much uh, interesting. Like they had three different tales and him like narrating. Like, do you never watch behind. this, Kyle? No, I no. Oh yeah. wow, I have never actually seen this before. But, like I was like, oh well, I'll check it out. Like I remember the intro because I love the intro, and I've seen a few when I was a kid, but never actually. Yeah, I probably saw it. like basically all of them. This one was actually a ton of fun. Like it's a Halloween episode. It's on Prime, so you guys should probably check it out and see if you think I'm crazy. But I will. I enjoyed this. Uh, what's it called? You said uh, a different world. Different it's called world. Uh, Tales from I've the Never Exam heard of Zone. this. No, Dwayne Wayne <laughs> with I the flip glasses. Flip glasses. No. <laughs> My God, man! <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? So uh, I'm going to give that one a, a 7.5 wow. out of 10. It was a ton of fun. I enjoyed this. On the flip side of that, from uh, season Chris six. Summers in this, which which goes with my uh, my uh, Dr. Claw shirt I'm wearing oh, today because yeah. she did pe- the voice of Penny. Penny. Hmm. Oh, crazy. I didn't know that, actually. Cool. Uh, from season six, episode seven, it's called Little Mister. This is one I was talking about early in the episode where it takes place at a Halloween party, and they all both fall asleep. And during this, it's a flip tale of the sexes. And there is, uh, during the, I guess it would have been the 96 or 92 elections, where um, 92, yeah. Ross Perot, uh, Bill Clinton, yep, and uh, it's all played by different girls. And there's a bunch of musical numbers. And uh, a Dwayne Wayne, the flip glasses, is uh, <laughs> Flippy. Play, playing uh, Hillary Clinton as like, Hillard Clinton, and she's playing like Bill Lina. Dwayne Wayne is like yeah. 300 pounds now. <laughs> is he? He is. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> he's, he's on this show Black Monday. Have you ever seen Black Monday? No, With... Is he still wearing flip glasses? He's not. Uh, yeah, because that would be actually kind of fun to see. <laughs> he's still wearing the flip Like, yeah, remember me? Different world, <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> Anyways, this episode was so bad. <laughs> like, so bad and so topical and like not even funny. Like, right. So I'm going to give it like. Two out of That's, ten pumpkins. Oh, wow. So you went in with like, wow, yeah. this show's amazing. Exactly. Well, I guess it's like the sixth season. Yeah. The seventh episode. They even took out the great opening and they redid it like for a new hip. Oh, yeah. There opener. was a new hip yeah. kind of modern one. I remember that. Yeah. I, I remember that was a show even as a kid where it was like, I really like this when they go to the cafeteria yeah. early on and, and then sixth devolves. season. Uh, you kind of run out of ideas. Um. So I watched another movie. It is called Dark Waters from 1994. Another nice. oh. one and only directed movie, which is was super mm-hmm. surprising. Sorry, is to this me. the one I lent you? This with is an, the one okay. you, yeah, you nice. lent me. Who's it directed by again? Mariano Bano. Okay, it's cool too because this was like um, I mean, when I got this on DVD and no one had heard about it, and for the longest time, it actually came with the tablet. Actually, oh, a stone, yeah. a stone tablet in the box, How which you would cool never see that? anymore. So I, I kept the DVD because of that. But like, this is a movie like I talked and raved about for the past mm. 10, 20 years, and it wasn't until like the past maybe two years that Severn put on Blu-ray that some people started finding out about it. But I still feel it's kind of a hidden gem. But let, yeah, let's see what you think about. Yeah, it. I, I thought this was another one of those similar angst where I'm watching this and going. Uh, this one I knew this guy had n- not made another movie. I think I'd looked looked mm-hmm. up some information before I'd watched it and went, that's impossible. <laughs> Is that good? Like, eh? like there's, there, have you never seen this? I haven't seen it, no. So uh, 20 years you've been raving about this. Yeah, you, you, I, you must have watched it back in the day when we lived together. I might have watched it like at 52, but I'm not remembering you this. You probably did, at like, all. yeah, when we, when I first yeah, saw it. Yeah, it's this woman that her father has died and she's, she goes to this island where he's been donating money forever where all these nuns live. And it's fairly abstract. All that stuff is great. 
I have you watched the making of this? I've, I've, yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. it was hellish to make this. Yeah, well, that, that's I was going to mention. Like it was made on like no budget. Like no one does. The lead is great. She never made anything else. But like, there's a lot of great stuff in here. The only one is the mother supreme or mother superior or whoever is running the nunnery. She's kind of a famous Italian actress, I think, mm. or no Russian actress. And it's this weird. You it was filmed in Ukraine. Um, yeah. I feel like it was filmed. Wasn't there a war going on or something? Like where they're filming, it was there was some yeah. Unrest. It kept stopping the, yeah. the filming. So there is a little bit of a disconnect occasionally where you can tell like things have gone bad and this scene doesn't really make any sense. This was honestly, what's the plot? This is another one of those yeah. movies where you just basically have to forget because they're you don't they're care. fucking up a bunch of shit left, right, and center in terms of where like motivation and stuff like that it's but all about the visuals the visuals the atmosphere are and super cool the atmosphere is super cool um it's got, doesn't it have like killer nuns with like blades in their crosses or something is that this film there's or? yeah there's one <laughs> nun that comes out uh with blades that in sounds crosses. so familiar yeah I guess, let me let me steal it when you're done with it and i'll uh I, what i wanted to say too is it's yeah. very lovecraftian yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is a nice segue to my picks. But yeah, keep on talking. Yeah, about so it, but. so yeah, very cool movie. I I felt like some of the aspects, the ending is not was not necessarily my favorite. Where a few of these other movies were that were similar that I've watched, Shivers or or, mm-hmm. or Sisters, where their endings are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. This one is. Yeah, I don't know if I'm okay. It's the monster that or the. Beast uh, appears. Oh yeah, I like that shit. But again, <laughs> um, I'm a monster guy. But, but yeah. like that's a, a, a yeah. pretty bad monster in Monster. You can tell, and, and I guess I read afterwards that the monster was stolen from them. <laughs> the actual monster, <laughs> like, the, like the Ukrainian government just came in, like this is ours now. Something lost in the mail or <laughs> some shit like that. But still, how did this guy never get to make another movie? Because no one saw this one apparently. It's yeah. Again, when I remember this came on DVD, it was like this is a film by this young indie director, and like it came with all his short films on there too. And it's like this is what he's done, and yeah, no one cared. So I'm glad it's getting life. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it three point five. Uh, sorry, not three point five. Oh wow, <laughs> that's gonna be three point five is gonna be my letterbox rating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a seven. Uh, seven pumpkins. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I, th- I thought you would at least dig that on a on a visual level. I think there's some cool mm. stuff in there. Yeah, uh, with some, the candles. Some and amazing thing in, in the water and better actor than I thought in in a lot of ways. Uh, th- most of the time, there's it, a couple. It's a Russian number, right? It's Italian, but yeah. it's filmed in Ukraine and has a bunch of Russian actors. Yeah. And th- I, I think it was mainly the main actress and the director that pushed the project through. Yeah. I did a grim episode, season one, episode eight. This is Dance Macabre. Um, this is kind of like a, a, a well-known episode in the lore of Grimm because one of the main side characters is guy Bud, who kind of is like he's part of this underworld of creatures, but he's a friendly one and becomes uh, like his. They're beavers basically, <laughs> and he shows up as a repairman, and it's hilarious. The actual episode is kind of dated. It's an EDM kind of subplot with teenagers, but it's done really well. Like there's an opening sequence where they're all practicing and the one teacher's kind of a hard ass on them and he gets in the car and then there's a rat and then the rats start attacking him and the morning he wakes up and it's just like carcass in with the... rats still in his face and stuff. Like awesome. pretty gory. 
especially for NBC. I, I, yeah. I just thought I was like, this was on fucking NBC. That's, That's crazy. Weird, right? I'm going to give this one also seven. It's, it's another kind of step up episode. Awesome. Some pumpkins. Cool. Yeah, come on, buddy. Um, I guess let's move on to the fifth then. Cool. Uh, so the fifth, mm-hmm. I, I started off with hopefully a movie you guys also watched. Yeah. And it, it's kind of a segue to, I was just saying, uh, Dark Waters is Lovecrafty. And this is Color Out of Space from 2019. Definitely Lovecrafty. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> the, it, I, I've heard it's actually pretty close to the adaptation, which most aren't. It makes sense, actually. Like Richard Stanley's on... crazy... So this is this is my next day. I watch this on yeah, the six. So I, I'll actually, just talk it. Yeah. Talk about it now. Um, I yeah, I don't know what to say about this film. I thought visually, it looked amazing. There was a lot of cool stuff in there. I love the colors. Yeah, like, just like that pink shiny. Oh yeah, was so good. The music was. Oh, fantastic. the score was great. Oh yeah, Colin Setson. Because I was say, like he's your boy, right? Like, yeah, I like him, him back a lot. In the day? I thought the effects were quite well done. I mean, some of the CGI maybe not, but even the CGI, I thought. Yeah. For the for a low budget film like this looked pretty big and I bet you it had mm-hmm. like a tiny budget. Um, Nick Cage is uh, all over the place. He in this. was so good in this, and yeah. see, he, like, I, I did as he went along, it I almost looked like he had a stroke after a while. Like, yeah, he, he I, like I loved him in this too. Tammy kind of hated weird. him in this. Yeah, he's I, doing like weird accents sometimes. But no, I thought it worked because like he started off as like a crazy scientist and he kind of kept getting crazier. And crazier, and then almost like at the end of it, like he was talking like he had a stroke, and like he had like yeah. a weird like yeah. a drawl in his mouth when he was no, talking. I, I've gone into I don't know. There's something about his acting style that I love so much, and I kind of wrote him off at a certain point yeah. in in the early 2000s. Was like fuck Nick Cage. Uh, what was like the 60 Seconds movie? That yeah, was- but then you kind of realize like he's been fucking with formula and yeah. fucking with realism and trying to do this heightened thing. For years now, and not really caring, like, does I'm not going to be an action star anymore because no one is going to hire this guy that wants to kind of go off the rails. Yeah. But that's what actually, like, makes it art to me. Like, I'm all in on Nick Cage. Mm. I loved him in this as well. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, at times I liked him and at times I thought he was terrible. He started off the movie like, just like a normal, like, uh, he was a bit like a abrasive an asshole, like when he's singing the opera and whatnot. Like, but he, okay, he's I Nick Cage, yeah. like right from the beginning. Yeah. I don't but then, know. like, he slowly started, like, ticking. Like, like, oh, yeah. I'm not like ticking like a clock, but like facial ticking. He had this, like, well, that was kind of weird. Like, and like, even when he was drinking the booze, when his son was, like, freaking out, like, and you're, you're looking great. at the booze and you're going, what's in the booze? Yeah. And then he's reacting, but he doesn't react like an, okay, if I'm drinking and yeah. and then, oh, that was a little bit different. Yeah. He's going one step beyond that. Yeah. It all, and, and it's like every element that he builds himself up to mm. is is somewhere more out of reality. And he's being torn out of reality. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about this film. At times, I was like, okay, I'm not really enjoying this, and I'm, at other times, I'm like, well, this is kind of amazing. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if it would be making my best of the year. There was a few like a CGI numbers. That I'm like, ah, but then there was a few like puppeteer numbers. I'm like, yeah, ah, the puppeteering kind of numbers cool. were fucking amazing. Mm. All the practical effects. Yeah. The fucking body horror, which we we won't yeah. go major spoiler, but like. That suffering that that was disturbing. Oh my god, yeah, that's that one of the most so disturbing, disturbing things. Yeah. Like that's that's going for. It. I love Tommy Chong in this. Yeah. I I actually think like this pales to a few other recent movies. Mandy being one, of course, yeah. and Annihilation being Annihilation the other. Is another one that kind of had the same vein as this. Oh, but I point. feel like does 
in a more expansive sort of way mm. and 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 there's more depth but i also really dug this movie like yeah and the fact that this is like Richard Stanley's first movie since like the '90s, I want to say, right? Yeah, I yeah guess he, so, eh? since he got fired from Island yeah. Doctor Moreau. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. That yeah. I'm hoping that we'll get more stuff from because I mean, for a first film in this long on like a minuscule budget, it, it was yeah, it it really impressive. impressive. Yeah, what he was able to do. Yeah, like I feel like. The- they didn't need the Wiccan stuff with the daughter. Yeah, like that was kind of odd. I think that's because that that's him in real life. I eh? like he's yeah. he's all there's actually a documentary about him and that stuff. Like he believes in that. He's such. Have you ever listened? Watch like documentaries or interviews with him. He's such a fascinating guy. He actually did Severin does like the Criterion Closet, the Severin Closet, yeah. and you go and you pick films that they've released and you talk about it. And he picked um, whatever Baskin, and he's like, yeah, I want to get this movie because I actually had a copy. But the light was shining through the crystal ball in my house, and it burnt a hole and then lit the film on fire. <laughs> so I had to get a new copy. And he's completely serious, like, oh, that's crazy. like it's like totally Richard Stanley yeah. thing. But he's all about. He believes in all wizard. He's like Alan Moore, actually. Yeah. They all believe in that stuff. He's hardcore and all that. So I have a feeling a lot of that stuff was kind of him putting himself. It, in it's the, the worst part of the movie. Okay, by yeah. for me, like by by a million stretch because it it. You've got all this other stuff going on. Mm. Then the stuff that even when she's in, in the bedroom trying to make it go, yeah. away, it, it never goes anywhere. It doesn't make. It's sense. never part yeah. of this uh, other story. It's, yeah. It just adds like a some a subplot yeah. that's yeah. That, and it's long. Yeah, it probably could have cut twenty minutes from this movie. Mm-hmm. But that all that stuff is kind of like that. There is something more out there, right? Like you could have done that, like the opening sequence. Even mm. though I think the opening sequence was kind of like uh like that introduces the. I, I also that don't. The, uh, riverfront. Yeah, I also yeah. don't care about any, on any yeah. of the subplot with the mayor and them yeah. b- building. Yeah. That seems so weird that they had this thing with the mayor and him that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, like it just. Well, even the romance, built. I don't yeah. think you needed either with the the hydro hydrologist. Yeah. yeah, like if that was a that was fine. Like that that's a one. It didn't lo- take you out, but the mayor was kind of odd. Like she was kind of. I do love him. when he's on television. And he's like, why yeah. didn't you tell me they look crazy? <laughs> and the UFO stuff, that yeah. scene's fucking awesome. Yeah, like I... Um, and some of the horror months really worked. Like the scene yeah. while he's watching the video with the wife is cutting the vegetables. Yeah, I thought that was, that like, was kinda like great. Oh, yeah, that, was, ready. that was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. This is a hard film. I feel like I need to watch it again and take it all in. So like when we do our best of the year, I think I'll give it another watch. Now it's that already I like I would watch this again. Just uh because I like there's um, there's stuff it going a lot on at you, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't at the same time. I can't say I loved it. This is a film I got. I wish I had a 4K TV. I picked up the UHD yeah. and it has the Blu-ray and the UHD. This is a film that would look fucking great. I assume, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go seven pumpkins out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably go seven point five. Yeah, I might, I might, I might go seven point five. Like it's, it's between seven point seven point five for me. It doesn't quite hit that other level. But there's a lot to like. There's a, there's ambition in this movie. Yeah. Well, I've heard this is a first of like a trilogy that he's going to do with the H.P. Lovecraft stuff. Yeah, he's going to so. do, which is cool because yeah, that's next. awesome. I yeah. haven't read this story, but I've heard from people that have that this is a, like very close to the. the yeah. The, 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 the have you guys thought about watching Lovecraft Country? Um, uh, the I, HBO I, series. I don't know how to get it. Yeah, that's when it comes out on like blue. I'll probably pick it up, but yeah, I don't care about TV. But. I'm not buying. <laughs> it's, Crane, I'm, I'm right? sure I'll eventually pick. Watch like it, yeah. for me, like again, the, I've heard mixed things too about it. One know. thing that's been like very apparent over the last, the networks and HBO still 
basically own TV other than a one-off here on yeah. Amazon, a one-off. Mm-hmm. Amazon's actually got a better success rate yeah. than Netflix. Oh, yeah? But, yeah, like some of the, the all the stuff I've been uh, watching. I guess like uh, they, they, they did Fleabag, they did The Boys, they got uh, Maisel. And, and there's Lodge 49 that's on there now. There's uh, there's a bunch of stuff that's on, the, on there where Netflix is always like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. And occasionally like there's something a little bit better. better. But usually it's like, that's actual television, what Kyle's talking about. Like, yeah. ah, well, it's television. Who cares? Yeah. Where the stuff that fucking happens on HBO is as important. Like, yeah. I watch Sharp Objects. That's as good as any movie. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. Like, the, the, the level that it I've just I've never, I've never seen a TV show that it didn't feel like an episode or two could be cut or dragged on and... I mean, I felt that with the one you guys love, Hill House. Um, Fargo is probably the closest where it didn't have as much filler, but every other show, I can't think of one that didn't have filler for me. There's often things that, like, I don't know. And again, you're asking, like, a movie, it's like, if it sucked, it was only two hours of my time. A TV show, it's like, that's like minimum 10 hours of my time or something. But something like The Americans, which is in my Mount Rushmore for show, or the Mad Men, which I rewatched over COVID. Yeah, Mad Men drags a lot, though. I, I've seen the first couple of seasons. Oh, Mad my Man. God. Mad Men does not drag at all. There's no, no bad episodes on Mad Men. See, yeah, yeah, I disagree with that. <laughs> like, but that's the thing. Maybe that's not for for you yeah, then. Like, yeah. that for me is a pinnacle of the last 15 years of art. That's as good as it gets. Hmm. Like, Mad Men? Mad Men. Oh, it's crazy. fucking incredible. The detail, the plotting, the music. It's taking all of these different things and there's layers upon layers upon layers. And that's what's changed with television over the last 20 years. Is they've realized we have an ability to create like these onion layers where you can't do that in movies. Like that, there's a different... I'm, I'm yeah. still a movie guy over television. I think mo, there's more, way more bad television or way more mediocre television. It's easier yeah. to make. And you get a lot more opportunities. So you get Modern Family, which I'm sure is okay. Yeah. But like, whatever. Yeah. That's not going to reach that later. But they're, they're starting to realize like novelizations become novels. Well, TV, yeah, TV, they, can do, they know that they can tell this. They have these many episodes where before it's like, Someone might only tune in for that one episode, so we can't talk about stuff that happened. Whereas now you can make pretty much one long 10-hour story. But again, I think that that's great, but it also hurts it in a way as well. Whereas I can go back and revisit my favorite X-Files or my favorite Twilight Zone, where shows like that, I'm not going to go and watch episode six of Fargo or episode six of Hill House. It's like, if I'm going to watch them, either all in or nothing kind of deal. But they're events almost. Like It's like your favorite novel, right? Yeah. You might only read it twice in your lifetime. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to revisit stuff. But anyways, we're, we're totally getting... <laughs> no, but this is this is, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, again, I followed that up with a double feature of From Beyond from 86. This is another Lovecraftian adaptation. This one by Stuart Gordon. With uh, uh, Combs. Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Yeah, Campton. I have this on my list this month. Ken Forey's in there. I love him in this. Yeah, this is a, it's an interesting movie. Uh, Combs is working with um, uh, some doctor, what's his name, Dr. Pretorius or something? Yeah, Pretorius, I think. Anyways, he's the assistant scientist, whatever. Pretorius gets, uh, they, they turn on this machine that I guess they're trying to fool around with like going into like- Particles of an, light? Another reality beyond a pers- 
some kind of alternate reality where you can yeah. see stuff that is actually always there around us, but you can't really see it. And like, but while you're there, th- these things can see you too. So creatures will be there. And if you move when you're kind of around this device, they can see you and attack you. And anyways, his, uh, Pretorius is his scientist buddy is his boss, I guess gets killed. And, uh, he goes into the insane asylum. Barbara Crampton comes in and she believes that he might be onto something. And so she says, you know, I can get you out of here if you come work with me. And I want to see, like, you got to show me proof that this actually works. Ken Forey's there as a detective. Um, and of course, they get the machine going. Um, it also enhances, like, uh, your libido. Yeah, your libido. Like, it kind of gets you all, like, revved up. Yeah. And there, there's, like, a whole thing. You find that Pretorius was into, like, all kinds of kinky, like, mm-hmm. bondage. Yeah, bondage. Uh, you know, there's videos and all that shit. But anyway, so that plays a part into it. But really, the reason why, at least I'm watching this, like, all this stuff is fascinating. But you're getting tons of cool, gooey monsters. monsters. And, like, as you get in this, the creature is, like, getting more scarier and deformed and there's all kinds of cool creatures and and amazing practical well, at effects this point, and like he, they get deformed too don't they yeah again i don't want to spoil yeah. too much especially if adam does watch it but uh yeah there's a lot of cool stuff this is he i think this is his follow-up to reanimate or it could yeah. be wrong but yeah it's just a lot of fun i mean I, i'm gonna i don't know what to give this one i'm gonna go seven and a half pumpkins but it might even be an eight maybe i'm yeah thinking yeah I'd, yeah, I'd have to I'd have to really think about that, but it's somewhere around there. But yeah, this is like pinnacle of '80s effects and and but there's again there's some cool ideas in there too because it is Lovecraftian, so it's not just like you know a big dumb creature feature. There, there's definitely some interesting uh, ideas in there as well. So yeah, awesome. that was the, and and again going with color of space, it also goes with the pink. Oh yeah, it looks the great whole like movie that. has that pink color to it, which is kind of cool to watch after that so again i would i probably enjoyed this more than color space even though color space is probably the better film yeah i just enjoyed you know these kind of Mm -hmm. gross effects more all right have you guys ever watched beverly hillbillies yeah 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 they have a trick-or-treat episode (laughs) that i'm like all right let's check this out i thought i thought it'd be amazing i've never actually watched the uh series itself so i thought like maybe okay i'll get to know these characters it was boring is anything for me the first like i guess it was like a 20 minute episode i remember the, hating this as a kid actually the first 15 minutes is just the uh, grandma complaining that she doesn't like being in beverly hills and the last five <laughs> minutes is them going trick-or-treating <laughs> it, there's nothing likable but there's one good joke and that's it in like the uh 20 minute i watched the christmas episode, episode and i kind of had fun with yeah. it but it, it is one of those shows like the whole thing is that one gag like oh yeah. fish out of water we yeah you know every joke is like the same thing we like, eat opossum people yeah. in beverly hills they're rich yeah. like where'd you watch this one it was on prime it was on yeah. prime it's a season one episode six i check it out because there is one great joke at the end but i don't know if all it's right worth the uh, 20 minutes i if it wasn't for that joke i would give it a lot lower so I, i'm going to get a uh, five pumpkins out of ten okay I also watched uh, from uh, Twilight Zone, uh, season one, episode 24. I watched the uh, Long Live Walter White, which starred the guy from the original Body Snatchers. I forget the cat's name. but George uh, Sanders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the guy, the guy who's like, uh, he's, a, he's a villain in most movies. Yeah, I love George Sanders. He is so good. He is pretty much, uh, him and this other dude are having this dinner. He's trying to marry his daughter, but it turns out he is over 5,000 years old and oh. he's figured it out. So it's uh, just him like saying like, I want to die. Don't know how to die. Too scared to do it. And it's a great conversation. I love this episode. I'm going to give it uh, 7.5 pumpkins out of 10. 
Yeah, George Sanders is just like a guy I could listen to talk. He knows how to do a dialogue. And that's why it's just him sitting down for like dinner with this guy and just chatting. It's great. I think George Sanders also killed himself. So he figured out how to die. Oh, good for him. Yeah. He had enough. <laughs> um, I mean, that kind of took a dark turn, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, Bob's Burgers season six, episode three, The Hauntening. Um, I'd seen this one before. Yeah, it's one where they, they make the real haunted house. Uh, for the real kids. haunted house. You know, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, I love this one. I think I originally given this last year or the year before that, maybe. Maybe it was two years ago yeah. at some point. Five. I'm gonna give him eight. Yeah, I think yeah. that might be my second favorite after Full Bars that I've seen. I haven't seen them all yet. I might mean, still. Uh, Fortnite's pretty great. Yeah, like they're, they're like the jokes in Fortnite are probably even even more on on point. It's a great show. Uh, and then I I also watched two episodes of Grimm. Both solid. Both still trying to find their their kind of feed a little bit more. I'm going to give the episode six a seven and episodes uh, seven a 6.5. Pumpkins. And that's all I watched in the fifth. I finished off the night with the Zero Boys from 1986. Oh, dude, that's a, a Zimmer, right? That did the score? Not Hans Zimmer. Oh, I think uh, it is, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of his early ones. But um, <laughs> I love Hans Zimmer. But yeah. um, I'm over Hans Zimmer's his influence over all yeah, the scores. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen. Yeah. Uh, Watch yeah. Zero Boys, and you'll be like, yeah, Hans Zimmer. Well, I like, I like his score in yeah. fucking Cool Runnings. It's pretty good. Uh, anyways, the film opens up. Uh, a bunch of guys are shooting. You think it's an action film, and it turns out that they're playing paintball. These guys win the paintball championship. Uh, they're going to celebrate by heading... I, th- I forget where they're heading, but... A ghost town? I forget where they're heading, but it, it makes no fucking sense. They end up like... they f- Randomly, they're in the woods, and they're like, oh, we're kind of tired, I think they're driving too, and they see a cab, and they're like, "Let's just stop there," and mm-hmm. and they just break into someone's home, and oh, no one's here. We should just, uh, even though there's a note saying someone was there recently, yeah. let's just hang out here for a day or something. Yeah. But anyways, they end up in this cabin. Uh, there's the three guys, the three girlfriends, and um, yeah, it, it pretty much it's kind of like a mix of slasher films and Deliverance. I think is how they describe it on the box, and that mm-hmm. pretty much nails it. While they're there, they get. Um, attacked by these people and they have to survive there's traps hidden in the woods um my problem with it is like these guys start off with like oh we happen to have these machine guns that are real machine guns that we used to practice with paintball which makes no sense so like the heroes have real machine guns and they're getting attacked by guys with knives and crossbows like most slasher films it's all about you know you're running you have no weapons and you're getting you know attacked by people that have Weapons, uh, yeah, yeah, more stuff, more powerful than you weapons. In this case, the good guys already have the machine guns, so <laughs> you don't feel that you know tension that you normally do. But there, there's some good stuff with the traps and stuff. And uh, yeah, overall, I had fun with it. I don't have too much to say. I'm going to give it seven pumpkins out of ten. I mean, it's still fun. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I actually have a bit more to talk about tonight. Um, from uh, the Goldberg season six, episode five, they did an episode called Mister Knifey Hands. It was one of Robert Englund revisiting his uh, Freddy Krueger character oh, yeah, in the episode. It was a so. This much is another fun. one that I haven't seen any. Th- oh, you haven't seen any of the Goldberg? I've never seen a, an episode of this, and I feel like I need to. Yeah, the Halloween episodes are amazing. Uh, what happens is um, his mom won't let him rent Nightmare on Elm Street, so he gets his girlfriend's parents to rent Nightmare on Elm Street, and she gets upset with the parents and like, "Oh, you shouldn't be." And they go to a corn maze, and there's a big blowout, and she has a nightmare. That Freddy Krueger's coming to visit her and like, oh, let your kid watch these movies. I want to terrorize <laughs> your life and shit like that. So um, while we were watching this, uh, my wife here is like, I've never actually seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, all right, 
let's watch it. So after that, I'm going to give that one, uh, we'll say a 7.5 pumps out of 10. Now on Elm Street, we watched it that morning and like, she loved it. I am so surprised because it, it's kind of a spooky, scary movie. There's a lot of like horror visuals. Like uh, it's almost like a nightmare quality. I'm going to give it 8.5, but this movie is so much fun. She really enjoyed it. So we went right into part two, which is clearly like uh, one of the gayest horror movies I've <laughs> ever seen. Like literally. It's great though. It's it oh it's crazy how um off kilter this movie goes from the first. Like it makes no sense as far as like the actual plot line of this. Cause um, I don't think I've ever seen the second one. It's insane. It's pretty much a guy wrestling with his sexuality. Like it's so it's from the eighties. Yeah, so it's almost it's, more of a psychological horror. Like you don't know is he killing the people? Yeah. Is Freddie actually in him? Because it's Freddie yeah trying to escape. And like he is um, like uh, he starts kissing his girlfriend. And he feels guilty about it, so he runs over to his friend's house to like. Hey man, let's just do push-ups and talk about it. Like, right? It's it's fucked up, and like, uh, Freddy is taking over him rather than like Freddy taking over the nightmares. So it just takes. It's not really canon in the series, is it? I don't know. No, like, it, yeah, it's uh, it's the last time Freddy's yeah. scary, though. I think that's why it works for me. Yeah, and uh, there was this one scene where he meets his gym teacher at a gay <laughs> bar, and he's wearing like a leather yeah. outfit. So he's like, "Oh, you're not supposed to be drinking there, young lady." A uh, young man, come back to the uh, gym. I'm going to make you run laps and uh, punish you for drinking. So as this happens, he gets towel whipped in the bum to death, which is like, <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> so I'm giving this one uh, 6.5 pumpkins. Like it's, yeah. it's fun. Like you got to check it out. So that was my uh, October the 5th. So you did both Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. Wow. Both Nightmare on Elm Streets and the uh, Mr. Knifey Hands. That was a, cool. a Kruger heavy day for the uh, Bazankos. Is that it for the fifth then? Or? Yep. Okay, let's move on to the sixth, the final night we're going to talk about today. Uh, I started off the day with two Netflix movies, two recent ones actually. Oh. Um, from 2020, Vampires versus the Bronx. Oh yeah, how is this? Was this a direct sequel to Vampire in Brooklyn? <laughs> well, that, that's funny. The, the first, what I wrote about it was, it's better than Vampire Brooklyn, <laughs> but it sure as hell doesn't compare to The Lost Boys, which it's really obviously influenced by, or definitely trying to be, even the vampires kind of have the same look. Um, it, it was okay. It, it, it's, it's a Netflix trying yeah. to do Lost Boys. It doesn't have that charm. I didn't feel like the characters or writing was interesting or witty enough. It's definitely lacking like the, I mean, what works about The Lost Boys is the heroes are great. But you also have awesome villains with Keith or Sutherland yeah. and Alex Winter and stuff. This is missing that. The bad vampires suck in this. Um, yeah, it, I don't really have much to say about it. It's like any other Netflix movie. It's kind of like, ah, eh, I watched it. I forgot about it pretty much soon after. Again, it's not bad. It, it was fine and I enjoyed it enough while I watched it. But, it, you know, I would never choose that over The Lost Boys. I'm going to go six and a half pumpkins out of ten. Okay, but worth checking out? Uh, you should check it out, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a 2020 movie. Again, yeah. I don't. Uh, if that's, that's making the top 10, then it's not a very good year. I also watched, uh, this is from 2019, but I think it might count as a 2020 movie. I'm not sure. Uh, we Summon the Darkness. Uh, this one stars Alexandra Daddario. Oh, yeah. This is uh, kind of about, it takes place in the 80s during the satanic panic. Um, like it's on the news that, uh, you know, there's been these ritual killings. Johnny Knoxville is in there actually too as like yeah. a preacher. You know, one of those preachers that's anti, you know, yeah. heavy metal music. He's out protesting with his, his church crew. Anyways, uh, D'Addario and her friends are going to a heavy metal uh, concert. They meet up with three guys that are there that, you know, kind of the fall of the murders and whatever. But they kind of hit it off and they decide they're come come to our place and we'll party after the concert. 
And then I, I don't, this is a film I don't really want to spoil anything because I think the only good thing about it is that it did have some surprises I thought worked for okay. I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. But yeah, pretty much, you know, you got some crazy ritual stuff going on and, and people are getting murdered. Um, yeah, I don't, again, another one, <laughs> it came and ended and I forgot about it. I'm going to give it six and a half pumpkins out of 10. I think there was some stuff where, like, where I was like, oh, I didn't, that was kind of neat. I didn't expect that. But I mean, there's nothing great about it. The acting is just kind of subpar. There's nothing that really stands out about it. Um, And then I watched a bunch of episodes. I'll I'll run through a couple, then I'll let you guys talk. But I'll be quick on a lot of these. Um, The first chunk are kind of kids ones. They were 10 minutes long, but they're kids ones that you can enjoy as an adult. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the show Cupcake and Dino. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Our son enjoys it. It's one of those type type of like Ren and Stimpy Adventure Time kind of like okay. really weird comedy that you can enjoy as an adult because it's so quirky. Um, this one was called Be Your Best Boo, where pretty much the character Dino is always tries to be scary, but uh, no one's afraid of him. And then he realizes he can be scary and he gets almost a kick and goes too far scaring people. I don't have much to say. It's a it's a funny show. My son loves it. I watch it with him because it's one, again some one of the ones that I can stand. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one wasn't anything special. I'm going to give six pumpkins out of ten. And then I watched a bunch of Teen Titans Go. Have you ever watched that cartoon? No. no. So it's kind of like Teen Titans, the superheroes, but it's like a comedy with really insane fucking ADD comedy. Like it's all over the place. They'll cut to live action. It's it's just weird and zany. And like I used to hate it because it was like too there's too much going on. But now I kind of appreciate the humor. Like Robin, they totally is just a complete idiot in the whole thing. They're all idiots in the whole show. But the comedy like kind of works for me. I I know my one friend who's like, oh this is the best superhero cartoon out there because he doesn't care about all the Batman and everything. But this one is actually like adults can watch it. It's it's got that type of humor, but they did a bunch of Halloween episodes. So I'll just quickly run through. I'm not going to say much about them, but they did Halloween from season two, 2014. This one has a cool one where they're dressed as Thundercats. They've grown up, I guess they've lost the Halloween spirit. So the one girl Raven, she always can talk to the devil and all these spells or whatever. Anyway, she uh, brings back the spirit of Halloween. Who's like this creation. And she says, you know, I want them to have fun like their kids. So what he does is he makes them kids again. So they're afraid of everything. Um, and anyway, yeah, I'm going to run through these really quickly. Six and a half pumpkins out of ten. Teen Titans season three, scary figure dance. This is a fun one uh, where they the villains blow up the candy factory. So the Teen Titans, to get revenge, let them, uh, they shoot a missile at them and they let the bomb hit them and kill them so they can come back and ghost just to torment and haunt the villains in the uh, story. So it's kind of stuff like that that's kind of funny. Uh, the next one is season four, Halloween versus Christmas. This is one where Santa feels that Halloween's becoming kind of too big and starting to kind of overwhelm Christmas. So he decides he's going to steal all the candy and ruin Halloween for uh, everyone. And they have like the last bag of Halloween candy and it's, them versus they bring back the Halloween spirit and werewolves and Dracula and they have to fight Santa. So it's kind of fun. You have Wolfman fucking tearing apart elves. Dracula comes and sucks Rudolph's blood. And um, yeah, again, kind of fun. And then the last one was Costume Contest from season four. Um, and this is the one where this one was not good. They decide they're going to steal the villain's costumes and go as them and they steal theirs, whatever. Anyways, uh, the Halloween versus Christmas and the scary figure dance, I recommend seven pumpkins out of 10. I enjoyed them. The other two, I'll give six and a half pumpkins. Again, I think this is a show that you could actually watch, watch even if you're not forced to. Um, I got some more episodes, but I'll get into those later. I just want to get mm-hmm. all those kind of kid ones out. Those are were only 10 minutes, but um, again, kid ones that you could enjoy, I guess. Uh, Maddie. Uh, I just watched uh, uh, episode three of, uh, 
Stranger Things. So I don't know what to give it on its own, to be quite honest with you. So actually, no, this is a great one. It ends with the Peter Gabriel's uh, heroes playing on mm-hmm. top of it. That ending is so fucking... Uh, maybe I'll give one uh, a pumpkins out of 10. Uh, I watched The Color Out of Space, yeah. and I'm going to give that 7.5. And then... Seven. Actually, I might give Color a seven. I'm going back and forth between the two. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's there's something about it, but there's also something not about it. Yeah. Um, and then I watched an episode of Grimm, season one, episode eight. I'm going to give that uh, 6.5. It's about a big ogre character that they have to shoot. It does kind of open up, like, questions about people that don't know that the Grimm, the main character, can see all these kind of things in an interesting way. He's going around shooting big fat people. Yeah. So that's 6.5 pumpkins. Cool. I finished off the night with um, trying to find stuff that I can watch with Becky. Uh, we, we watched Joyride together. And she then... wasn't a big fan of uh, Orgy of the Dead? That, that, not, uh, <laughs> no, that was for me by myself. Yeah. Come on. Um, that was for me in the Kleenex uh, box <laughs> yeah. and the lotion. Uh no, uh, this is uh, we watched Joyride, and then we decided to watch a bunch of episodes. Actually, uh, influenced by Adam's picks, he's been uh, talking about these shows. I believe he's talked about them a couple times, so I'm going to run through them. Happy endings, season two, spooky endings from 2011. First time I've ever watched this show. She's already watched all of this, um, so she knew about it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I thought the characters were fun. This is one where they go to a warehouse party. The one girl's yeah. sick, so her voice is kind of like like this. Croaky. And uh, so she gets hit on, and and uh, but the guy thinks that she's a dude, <laughs> a drag queen. Uh, the other, her, I don't know if it's her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend or something. I don't know the story because it's the only episode I've seen. He's dressed as Austin Powers, so they're kind of competing who can better at picking up, I guess, with their costumes because they always did couple costumes before, so this is the first time they can branch out um and then you have oh uh the, the best actually the really funny costume is the one girl and her the gay friend i think he's gay um, yeah adam pally she's dressed as a, a woman and he's dressed as the baby in the carrier in, in her front so his head sticking on he's got his little arms like i i thought that stuff was kind of funny and and he's hitting on a, a gay guy at the party and she's hitting on a, a dude dressed as a blinking at the party so they're both trying to they have to keep on alternating and, you know, like she's dancing with the guy and he's in the middle there and he's like hitting him with the little <laughs> baby arms. I don't know. I, I thought it was funny. And then there's another side story where their their friends have to watch uh, a house in suburbia and they're all he's all about the city. She wants to move in suburbia and they're, they are going to hand out candy, but they realize that they put the bowl out front so they can go make out in the the hot tub and the kids steal it and then you know they say you better get more candy or else and there's bricks getting through the window and it's all <laughs> crazy insanity yeah i uh, enjoyed it i would think i would maybe watch the rest uh, of the show watching happy one. endings uh so i'm gonna give that one seven pumpkins out of ten i followed it up with uh two more that i believe you recommended new girl season two halloween from 2012 nice. and new girl season three keaton, keaton from 2013 um unfortunately yeah this one i don't know if i dug as much i don't know if i really liked any of the characters in Halloween, I guess she's, um, what's her name? Zoe Dejanel is working at a Halloween haunt and what, there's other side plots, romantic <laughs> yeah. bullshit. And then Keaton, um, same Which thing. I think is the better episode yeah. of the two. Yeah, it didn't, it was, wasn't very Halloween-y though, other than like no, the, the end. No, the, the other one's more Halloween-y. We're, it's kind of, I would say, a mediocre episode of the show. Yeah. Um, and then the other one's a good episode of the show, but not a great Halloween. Like the yeah. Keaton backstory is pretty. I thought it was kind of funny. Again, I don't know. In these two episodes, I'm just not really digging any of the characters. I kind of find them 
annoying. Um, yeah, I didn't enjoy the that those that much. I mean, I didn't hate them. I'm going to give them six pumpkins out of ten. They're fine. But uh, I don't know if I'm going to watch that show. Again, she had already watched those. And then I finished it off with Two Cheers episodes, season three, Fairy Tales Can Come True from 84. Nice. This is the one where Cliff, I guess he's not really the ladies' man. He's kind of shy around the women uh, at the, the Halloween party going on at the bar. He falls in love with a girl dressed as a fairy. Um, and the second day, they try to. Yeah, and then the next, he's kind of worried when they meet the next day, not in costume, that 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 romance that they had will still be there it was fine again not the most halloweeny six mm-hmm. pumpkins out of ten it was okay and it wasn't it wasn't really a great episode but bar wars and then yeah cheers season 10 bar wars the final judgment from 91 um this was fun i mean i don't know I if enjoyed i enjoyed it as one. much yeah. as you again it, i didn't have that there's a third one though too isn't there an earlier one well there, there's two other ones that i think aren't actually halloween but they kind of have like a horror vibe like one where she just bought a house that is supposedly haunted oh um, yeah uh, and then there's another one where some girl's having a nightmare um i forget the names but yeah this it was still fun i mean i enjoyed it for the most part um mm. it's them um, yeah sam is uh competing with another bar i guess for in a prank contest um yeah, it was it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I, I like. I mean, I like the characters and and cheers. Uh, I'm gonna give that one seven and a half pumpkins out of ten. Nice. I mean, again, I don't think it's on the same level as like the the Rose and Home Improvements when it comes to Halloween. But I enjoy the the prank war of it. Which we were talking about pranks have nothing to do with Halloween, but pranks is a trick, right? Yeah, that's the whole. I guess that makes sense. I mean, that's right. That Halloween all started. They started handing out kit candy because kids were on Devil's Night causing too much mischief and. And pranking each other and pranking the townspeople and shit and causing shit. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's is that my... it for the uh, first week? That's it for me. This is a close, close uh, yeah. competition here. Uh, yeah, your your ten minute episodes. I have no idea where you're at. Mm-hmm. So that's how yeah, we get, that's how well, we get again, you. I watched like four of those. Those are only going to equal two episodes, two twenty minute episodes, right? So yeah, and then nothing. your Teen Patrol. Well, or... that's what I mean. Those ones. That yeah, four of them are going to only equal. Point five for all four of those, so they're not really helping me. <laughs> right, those are more. It's just I need to watch something with my son, and he likes that, and that's some that's a show I can handle. When they put on like the really baby stuff, I've kind of been like, no, I'm, even though I need the points, I'm not going to sit through that one. So <laughs> Teen Titans, I don't mind because I could see a lot of people our age actually enjoying that show. I think its fan base probably is maybe even more adult because of the type of humor. But, right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try not to uh, cover the uh, the Peppa Pigs and whatnot. <laughs> I, I think did, I'll I walk did, out. I did get a Peppa Pig in, I think, last year. Yeah. You did, actually. Yeah. yeah. I was just close to watching Bobby's World, actually. So. See, Bobby's World, I think, is different because yeah. we're watching that for us for yeah. nostalgia. But I think some of these ones that I'm watching... They're like, I can't, like, there's some Halloween stuff that's really young that it's like, it's, it's teaching you how to read. I don't want to watch a fucking Yeah, Peppa Pig wasn't quite that, no. but yeah. also I'm not going to be watching a Peppa Pig this year. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, guys, that's it for our first week. Uh, a little longer than we thought, but we'll get, uh, I think we'll get it a little tighter next episode. Yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, share your thoughts, what you've been watching. You can get a hold of us through email at, um... MovieCityManiacs at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You just kind of join the group page or like page and come on over. Yeah, let, let us know. We've had a couple of people showing us what they're watching, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun and commenting on what we've been watching. Uh, Adam, thanks again for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll be back the, next week. The game is afoot, boys. The yeah. game is afoot. <laughs> Stay scared, everybody. Something that's my
sir. I'm mm-hmm. sitting, I'm crunching my wiener. <laughs> wiener Speaking crunch. Speaking of your fish dick. Captain Highliner just had a problem over there. Sorry, we're, we're trading beers over here. Jeez, man, I'm talking... Orgy of the Dead. We're getting ready for here. an orgy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell us more about that orgy, Kyle. Yeah. You guys drink up and no, I'll... Say it nice and slow. <laughs> yeah, let him take it. Now we can always contest at the end. Like, if you guys, like, one movie out. Because <laughs> that would be so much fun for me if, like, there was, like, a hotly contested. Like, no, that movie doesn't count. Like, oh, it counts, motherfucker. 